This is treason. Where is he? Officer, I can't breathe. I can't even. I'm Nick Searcy. On January 6, 2021, I went to Washington, D.C., along with multitudes of other Americans because we believed that the election was stolen. I saw with my own eyes what happened that day. And what they show you on the media doesn't tell half the story. Here's the Capitol and here's people going in there. They didn't show all of this out here. I saw people of all colors, races, creeds, Asian Americans for Trump, blacks for Trump. I even saw a guy wearing a shirt that said fags for Trump. And since I'm from California, I knew that guy. We're from Iowa. Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm here standing with my fellow patriots. We all standing for America. Despite what the media tells you, boots on ground definitely say something different. There is a sea of nothing but red, white, and blue patriots. These are damn working people right here. They want their country back. We're marching for the Constitution. We're not, it ain't really about Trump, it's about us now. They're, they're attacking us and we're tired of it. We had a foreign attack and they had domestic support. This is about individual liberty. We don't believe the media. We don't believe you. We don't, we have no faith in our institutions. The FBI is now being sent out by Joe Biden to punish people. We're at war. They're hunting down Trump supporters like dogs. You say that again, we're at war. 147 days since my wife was murdered, executed. The FBI, you have a federal search warrant for the property. Come out with your I step out, I have red dots all over my chest. They broke the door down. Put hands up, hands up, put your hands on the wall, hands up. I was in jail for four straight days. I, I kept banging on the door saying, I have never had a phone call. The sixth was all deception. The level of sophistication and tactic is immense. Oh, I recognize you from Portland. Uh, I've seen people from Portland here, Antifa. I was paid to pretend to protest. We need to come together as Americans again and remember why we started this country. An insurrection without arms? What are they talking about? And why are they lying?
I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
And welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved, better butter half. v Hello, Patriots. So, folks, a uh, little new order there, a uh, little Blue Monday. Everybody uh, loves the 80s. Well, tomorrow's going to be a Blue Monday. I mean, it's going to suck balls having to go back to work. For everybody That's that true. works, I will be a part of you, so I understand. Not me. Um my wife, on the other hand, well, we know she doesn't work. Either way, tonight <laughs> we bring you a very special guest. We have a uh, good friend of ours that we met in uh, Denver, um, spent some time with, got to talk to him a bit. And this can actually be a fun fun one, uh, more of a conspiracy. We're back to our roots. Yeah, we're going back to where we belong um, yes, in the middle in the of everything. Yes, in the conspiracy realm. Absolutely. And, uh, so, and I've been listening to his podcast for a while, actually. Um, it's... Uh, it, it's pretty interesting. There's some, I know you haven't heard any of them, uh, but no, I listened to a couple. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, well I mean, look when at you, you when doing you, a little research. Yeah, you you got to do so a little bit. You. Okay. You got to do a little bit. I mean, it's, I, uh, my thing is not the stars. Unless they're on your pedo list. Well, yeah, unless they're on the <laughs> pedo list. I mean, cause obviously, I mean, holy shit. And just so you're all aware, just in case none, nobody here sitting here tonight knows, uh, we just got word, uh, Bob Saget died tonight. Um, he's only 65 years old, probably one of the funniest comedians I've ever heard perform live. Um, just, uh, you saw the guy on full house. Well, take him, make him 30 times dirtier. And that's the type of comedian Bob Saget was absolute fucking hysterical. He was a riot. Um, he even made jokes about himself and the Olsen twins, which tells me that he wasn't a, well, he wasn't on my pedo list, but he's not, I don't think he's a pedo, but, uh, well, yeah. You, th you think he wasn't a pedo. He yeah. might be now. Um, but, but you know he's up in heaven right now having sex with Betty White. And the question is... And Except I don't think Betty White's in heaven. But we'll get into that in a different podcast. Oh, okay. Well, we'll so, have to do that one in a later one. Anyway. But it, the question is which hole is he's doing it? That's uh, Okay. We're, we're not going there. So. Yeah, I'm definitely going there. Anyway. <laughs> wow. We already went off the rails and we haven't really brought our guest on yet. Jeez. <laughs> well, I just had to derail that one. I mean, Bob is looking down at me going, you've been blessed, my son. And I'm saying, yes, I, sir. Okay. Anyway. Um, well, maybe uh, Dan from Cosmic Keys podcast can give us a little insight into the heavens. As, as or, he is or our guest tonight, and yes. uh, he is one of, I believe there's two people on that podcast, correct? It's Dan and somebody else. Well, he'll tell us about it. We're going to ask him. Yeah. So either way, we've got Dan with the Cos Cosmic Keys podcast with us tonight. Uh, Dan, welcome, sir. And uh, please tell us about Cosmic Keys. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Yeah, like you mentioned, we were hanging out in Denver, and um, that was super awesome, and it was super cool because... I started listening to your show after that and really like your show. Um, Cosmic Keys. To bring it back to uh, what you said about me having a co-host, I started off having a co-host. Um, she was kind of a YouTube uh, like witch, like Wicca girl Ooh. with like an audience. She was kind of like a sexy YouTube witch. <laughs> and we met in Chicago and I was really into astrology um and kind of like listening to a lot of alternative podcasts that would include esoteric spiritual woo woo stuff with the conspiracy stuff um but then we connected and we just created this project uh the cosmic keys podcast um did it in chicago for about a year and then um basically because i studied the stars i had 2020 
on my mind is the beginning of like a big thing. Um, so basically in the fall of 2019, I packed up and left Chicago and moved to Breckenridge, Colorado, uh, where I'm at now. Um, just because astrologers kind of, there was a lot of alignments happening in January, 2020. And I, I just kind of jumped on it. I, I was sort of practicing what I preached and decided to get out of the city uh, and come here right on time. And then I came here and then COVID and everything un unfolded. And then, you know, as we're talking about current events, we're chit-chatting about what's going on in the world. You know, I was sort of beginning to just share my opinion that, you know, it's a scandemic. It's there that my conspiracy knowledge is coming true. Um, and she plays it safe. She's like a, a professional public figure making money on the internet with an audience who, although they're very like spiritual, woo woo, witchy, whatever, um, they're, they're left, they're, they're to the left. And um, they're part of like that big cohort of spiritual people who did not have the discernment to to see what's really going on and and basically there was no there wasn't like a, a hard breakup we were remote recording keeping it going remote it was kind of hard and basically she just stepped away in august of 2020 then around september of 2020 i was like okay now it's just my show i can reach out to whoever i want and i was reaching out to some people who were taking a hard open stance about conspiracies and just the state of the world and how conspiracy relates to that so like in my f season two opening when i was just by myself in the fall of 2020 i was talking to like uh charlie robinson i interviewed him i in interviewed ricky verandas i was just like hey i listen to these people on their shows they're giving me the confidence to just be like to call a spade a spade and, and talk to the public about what I really believe is going on. And so then, I, and so then when I took the show over, it became way more of like a, cons I guess, conspiracy show, but like, it's really just a truther. I, I don't, I, there's so, there's so many labels as you guys know. Um, but like, I really felt like uh, when I took the show on on my own, my people were like, the, the, the woo-woo people who were um, true in the truther category, who were saying, this is bullshit, the things happening in the world are off, and they, they didn't have the head in the, stand, in, their, in the sand. So, like, I really found uh, that network when I took the show on on my own. And, and, and since then, like I said, when I started the show, I was with this witchy girl, and I've always been, like, really interested in everything spiritual everything esoteric the mysteries the ancient mysteries um and we would just talk about that stuff but i when i took the show over on my own i continued to do astrology forecasts um because for whatever reason i really feel just kind of called to do that even though i kind of uh am hesitant of it a lot of times it just keeps coming back so i do astrology on my show but the interview parts of the show are usually not about astrology. They're usually um, trying, like I said, trying to connect with woo-woo people or esoteric friendly people who who are 
seeing what's going on and talking about what's going on. And I just feel like uh, we have strength in numbers and just being able, like the more voices start speaking up, the better. And like when I was kicking up, when I was like, I would, I would banter about conspiracies and be like, yeah, 9-11 was an inside job or yeah, Illuminati, this or that before 2020. Now that it's post-2020, we're talking about real-time things happening today. We're talking about laws being passed or things that are happening today. Um, so, yeah, the, the sh I'm trying to connect with people on my show who are, um, like I said, the woo-woo conspiracy people. I would consider you guys woo-woo conspiracy because the story was, I remember when we were at that party... <laughs> we were just hanging and then at a certain point it clicked in my head i was like no they were on new york patriot and the trippy ass story yeah like i i, I was sitting was, i really loved that episode and like i think i was just like so caught up in your story when i was listening to it i almost missed the fact that you have your own show you know and so then it was such a it felt very like synchronistic like holy shit like you guys are like the rh negative um like. yeah that was a, a really fun episode to do and actually uh it got scrubbed from almost everywhere i think it's oh. it's still on rumble and odyssey but it's been taken down off of all the all the audio platforms yep. apple um spotify every place at youtube it's it's gone off all those places so it's only still on rumble and odyssey i believe that particular and, episode and new york patriot even told us that like hey i i don't know what happened i didn't take it down yeah so yeah some, I, someone's I'm curious it. like what was so controversial from a censorship point of view because yeah. it, like, <laughs> it didn't seem like you were like hey we're taking a hard stance on like vaccines or something you were talking you were telling personal stories mainly right yes it was a well, very was a, personal yes. story and yep. um that's that's podcast gold and that's probably that the nature of the story itself is probably why it's taken down because it terrifies them so but that's that's okay they should be terrified by it you know it's it's all good um and i think are you familiar with cliff high i'm sure you yeah. are permaculture yeah, I think yeah, Cliff yeah. Cliff has redefined the term woo-woo. Um, mm -hmm. You know, most people think of woo-woo and, and they think of the crazy Wiccans, not the fun ones, you know, like the, yeah. the way out there people. But, but Cliff has redefined woo-woo to exactly as you just described it, like where the um, fringe conspiracy who all turned out to be true. Yeah. So well, they, yeah, like the woo-woo perspective takes so many different forms, but it's just like it's clear that this is so weird. What's happening? It it, it defies reason. Um, so it comes in lo like lots of forms. Like there's there's super um, Christian people who are like so on point in certain like in what they're saying about what's going on. And then there's like, like occultists who are like really very different than that, but they're seeing the same thing. And I think it comes down to discernment and 
and just like these woo woo people who are not seeing this agenda are not seeing it. It's like, do you even think the woo is real or are you just like a personality, like making money off of it or something? Like if you're, if you know that the, the spirit world and God and the divine and good and evil and the battle of good and evil is real, you should be seeing all the, the warning signs. And if you're not, and if you're like double masked and, boosted talking about your like spiritual woo-woo crap like i i think that discredits you <laughs> i i couldn't agree more and i think most of the hardcore christian people um it's not in regards to the vaccines it's not so much discernment it's literally god told them not to take the jab that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to like we've we've talked to a number of people and they're like god told me not to take the jab yeah okay gotcha i'm right there with you understood um and and the people that have been that have questioned everything and and have known for a long time that everything the government tells us is a lie well they're they wouldn't take it anyway because the government lies to us all the time why would they be telling the truth about this they've never cared about our health before they're not about to start now um yeah well, I, I think that spirituality as a whole, um, and if you come out and you say you're a spiritual person, for instance, look what happened to Tim Tebow. He he took a knee yeah. and he prayed prior to every game and everybody made fun of him for it. I think the spirituality aspect of life period is something that, especially the left, they can't grasp onto because it's just something that they've never been indoctrinated. Whether you're indoctrinated to it, whether you grow up in it, whether you live in it, uh, if, if you're not a spiritual person, you'll never, anything like that seems crazy. Anybody who talks like that seems crazy. And if you, you look at Democrats, 90% of them, uh, when they talk, you ask any Democrat about climate change. Oh yeah. No, it's real. It's happening. Yeah. It happens every day. We have started a whole counter revolution to that because people like her, people like, um, there's plenty of people out there. Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance, she says it all the time. Yeah, the climate changed today. It got colder outside. Yeah. Climate changed. Clim- climate change is definitely four times a year, right? We have winter, spring, summer, and fall. And Man had nothing to do with it. When are people the healthiest? They're healthiest when it's warm out. The planet is the healthiest when it's warm out. That's when everything grows. That's when you get lots of vitamin D. That's when there's the lowest amount of sickness in the world. So why is global warming such a bad thing? Just curious, you know, it makes everyone but healthier. But we, we, we start doing that. We start doing using the counter, counter arguments like that, for instance, and you say stuff like that. Anything spiritual to them, um, which a lot of their stuff is like cult-based. I mean, if you, if you even talk about climate change, holy crap, you get into some really crazy shit out there. There's people out there that believe all sorts of crazy crap. Um, it's kind of like uh, talking to flat earthers, for instance, and... Um, yeah, I, I do happen to be one of them, but um, newly reformed, mind you. Um, or Well, I opened my eyes to it. I believe that there is a possibility to that argument. I believe that maybe, because if I can't believe that the jab's good for me, and I can't believe that JFK really didn't die from Lee, Har- Har- Lee Harvey Oswald's bullet, how can you believe for a second that, oh yeah, we live on a globe? Who has ever showed us a different picture? 100%. Yeah. Well, who has ever showed us a different picture? That no one has ever. Definitely live on a globe. It's not. William Shatner returned and he said he couldn't see anything except a star. 
Actually, he said he saw great evil around the planet. Need I say any more? I mean, I'm I'm just saying. Maybe we should yeah. maybe we should pick him for the uh, the booster death list. Oh, on the Deadpool? For yeah, the booster Deadpools. Are you, are you in the Deadpool, Dan? No, I don't know what that is. Okay, oh, we got to get you in the yeah, booster Deadpool. I'll, I'll have to. Well. Um, we'll shoot you a link. It's going to be like squares. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll add you into our uh, our conspiracy chat on Twitter. So we're running a a, a, a booster Deadpool. Um, so uh, you know, just just for bragging rights, no money or anything, but maybe kind of the way uh, along the lines that No Mercy did their their COVID uh, pool. Yeah, kinda. yeah, sort of. But you well, know, if someone you, dies, you get like a check. Yeah, 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 points, you know, so... You get a blue um, check mark, it's just so we can piss yeah, off Twitter. So, so you, 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 have, you, you have to determine, like, who's going to die next from the booster. So we've already had Betty White and now Bob Saget and um, oh, the, the celebrities that have died this week alone have just... It's been insane. I mean, they're dropping like flies. Um, I guess Bob Saget didn't get the memo that the game hadn't officially started yet, so that kind of sucks. Yeah, I didn't hear that news until you just told, uh, told yeah, me. It, it literally just came literally out like broke. two minutes before yeah. we came on the show. He's 65, found dead in his uh, hotel room in Florida. Yeah. Miami, I believe. Uh, Jacksonville. Oh, was it Jacksonville? Yeah, it was the second stop on his uh, worldwide year-long comedy tour. And so. he's, a, he's a funny son of a gun, too. Not he anymore. really was. Yeah. Nothing He's like more. a dirty comedian. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Extremely dirty. Yeah. And and everybody thinks of him as the dad from Full House and it's like uh what are the Olsen twins going to talk about now at dinner? Yeah, well, I'm sorry, but when you look at what happened to the Olsen twins, can you really think that oh, Bob man. Saget was such a great dad on Full House? They were ridden hard and put away wet. It was bad. They've really not yeah. aged well. Well, um that's you what guys what you were saying though got me thinking like the just about how uh, when you were saying Tim Tebow and how the left just doesn't get it. But like this, it's making me realize that all along they were like the religious zealots and they were the ones who were, who were just so cultish. And so, yeah, um, but for them, it has to be a physical object for us. It's, something separate it's uh it's spiritual it truly is spiritual it's something uh like for instance i i believe in good and i believe in evil um i don't in my belief though i if i believed in good i could not believe in evil i i, I can't see one without the other you it always there's always an equal balance just I mean, like the yin and the yang yeah. um it's just like the yin and yang you can't believe one without the other in their world, though, it's very materialistic. So, for instance, um, they believe in, like, for instance, perfect example is how I brought up uh, the green weenies. You know, um, what the hell was that? Uh, that 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 global warming. The, those the folks, green weenies, they believe that. Oh my God, mankind is causing your environment right now out there in Colorado to be cold. And our environment here in Georgia, for instance, today it was 75 degrees. So it's your jealous. fault. It, it, it's your fault for being a man and farting. That's why the earth is changing so rapidly. No, no, no. Obviously, it's called the season. No, it's and obviously we live because in the he's a white man. It's not because of uh, his farts. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. you, you got to relinquish some of your whiteness. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, 
take taking spirituality completely out of it and just focusing on the cultiness of it because every everything is a cult really even like a sports team is a cult yep and um you like these years 2020 and 2021 um just really when people just bark out like trust science trust science like that's a culty refrain like that and and it's the same structure that like a religion would have um, where you have like your creed or your rituals or um, your values or your kind of like origin creation story. Um, and I'm realizing like a lot, like just the way people attach their whole personality to something like, and be like, I'm this. And uh, the way leftists just be like the, the way leftists, um, treat science like that they treat the experts like that they treat social justice like that and like race and stuff like that it has all the hallmarks of a cult um and it's it's uh when when it the and, and part of the programming in that is to block off the real spirituality you just say you know we're physical we're material we're we're just humans and um you know, there's no sky daddy. There's no like uh, God. Yeah. Um, it's like the movie divergent, right? The leftists are, are the, the ones that have to be labeled that have to fit into a specific certain society. And you cannot diverge from that. If, if you, if you fit into more than one of those labels, then you're weird. You're, you're the devil. You're the yep. end. Like you're going to kill all of society. That's, mm -hmm. that's it. You know, have, are you familiar with the movie Divergent? I think everyone saw that at some point. I know the title, but I have not seen the movie. Wow. Okay, the book's but even I'm, better I'm than the bad. movie. I'm bad. I'm so cut off from Hollywood. Um, I actually, I, I read the books, so the books are good. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's it. You know, society, it's a, it's a, essentially a post-apocalyptic world, and um, their society is divided into certain cultures and and some people are the thinkers and some people are the the soldiers and um you know some people are the doctors and and some people are the basic workers essentially is what it comes down to yep and then um but it's all about how you think and you know you're you're divided you're classified into one of these separate societies based on how you think on how your brain specifically works and if your brain fits more than one of those societies you're labeled a diversion you're a diversion you're removed you're, from society you're killing society they don't know what to do with you mm -hmm. so and you're you're well, basically you're labeled you're not you're not uh you're you're labeled divergent but you're removed from society because you are a threat to their system because you, you cross so many different boundaries. Um, and they use it in this proclamation as that, well, we were told, you know, back in the day, it was relayed to us that you will no longer, you are the one that's going to break the mold. You're going to break what's currently working. And, uh, and it's really funny because as the movies progress, and I'm sure the books were about the same way, yeah. as the movies progress, you find out that they're one society inside another society that's watching that one society. And almost the, like the, and the whole um, point was to find the divergence to save them, but they took it the wrong way. They took look out for the divergence as 
Kill the divergence, yeah. not these are the ones that are going to be here to save you. But it was like the uh, the, the the ongoing controversy about the, uh, the Nephilim. Yeah. And whether we were here, we came here from an alien ship and we destroyed the Nephilim, or the Nephilim came here from an alien ship and, you know, they died off um, as time has gone on. Or the... Uh, uh, They're fallen the angels. The terrain... Uh, no, the other one. What's the other one you like so much? You always what, talk about Hollow Earth. No, the, the Vril? No, not the Vril. The other ones, the uh, ter terrain uh, Terranians. I'm trying to remember the name. I can't. The remember. Subterraneans. No, the ones you were talking. Yeah, oh, Tartaria. Tartarians. Yep. The Tartarians. That type story, and it's it's really crazy because inside this this realm in which these five classes all coincide together. They find out, and you find out in a later movie that it's actually, there's another, there's other people outside of this that are watching them to figure out, hey, does this actually, it's like one big uh, Petri dish. It's like a scientific experiment. It's the Let's Truman see Show. if this works or not. And they divide people into these five classes. And then these other people are outside this invisible dome that they can't see. And they're watching In them. Chicago. And it's, yeah, all based in Chicago, of course. Why not, right? Yeah. When did the movies come out? Probably 10 years ago. Because okay. that, I totally recognize the name. And that's actually on the timeline now that I think about it. You know, we have a theory that. Um, Every movie that. Has, all, that, you know, the, they use movies to tell us what their intentions are um, as far as how they're going to change society or what their plans are for us. And mm -hmm. uh, it's usually on a 10 year timeline for movies. So movies that came out, you know, 10 to 15 years ago are telling what's going on now. Um, your Netflix it's shows- It's only eight years ago. Okay, so we're, all right, so we're close. Um, so our, uh, the Netflix shows run on about like a six month to a year timeline. So, you know, Netflix shows that came out six months ago, that's what's what's happening now. So, or going to happen here soon. So, because um, they have to tell us what they're going to do because that way they absolve themselves of guilt, right? Because if they tell you and you don't do anything to stop them, then you are complicit. You are no longer a victim. I mean, they're not going to come out and tell us. They're going to do it through every other means necessary, every other means possible. Uh, they, they do used come to out do it. They us, used to do they, it they back in the it. '60s and the '50s. They did it through the radio. So everything was done through the radio. '60s, '50s, '60s, '70s, '80s, even I'd even say late eight, uh, mid '80s, and then they shifted to TV because they realized um, television the, is they, so much easier. They realized that television, well. The guy who actually created television, and it's funny because uh, listening to Josh the other day, I was reminded of this, the guy who actually created television the day after he created the first television set ever, like it was mass produced, sent out everywhere. Um, I believe he's one of the engine, I think he worked for Magnavox or something like that, one of those early TV companies. And he said, uh, this thing should be destroyed because it's an abomination, A, but he said, B, predictive programming, all of the stuff that they could do with this. It, I mean, it's literally mind control if you think about it. Fic pictures blasted at your face in fast, rapid motion, different colors and everything else. It is essentially mind control. If you want to talk about mind control and everything else, that's it. what that box does is mind control. And... Um, people always tuning in like, oh, I've got to be there for the next episode. Oh, what's the next hour? How they, many people watched the season finale of Yellowstone? They, I hadn't, I haven't even seen any of Yellowstone, but that's, that like was trending on Twitter for two hours the other morning yeah. about the season finale of Yellowstone. And I was like, did the volcano explode? Right. 
What happened? Did the <laughs> did the water spout go off again or not go off? Did old old yeller not did old yeller not fall in the well? Did Timmy not get saved? What the fuck happened? Okay, old yeller got shot, by the way. He didn't oh, yeah, fall in the well. That's true. That's true. I thought he rescued Timmy out of a well. No, that was Lassie. Oh, that was Lassie. Yeah, that's okay. right. Anyway. So a great friend to us and a great friend to you all that he comes on our show all the time, Dr. Sherwood. He's been on our show, Left, Right, and Center. Uh, we bring him on uh, to talk about especially medical stuff. Uh, he is a naturopath. He is a naturopathic doctor, so you're aware. Um, and he gives us a lot of great info and a lot of great stuff that will help you in your life so you feel better, not only about your mental well, not only about your physical well-being, but your mental well-being as well. And, and don't forget about your spiritual well-being. Absolutely. Because they've got the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa. He and his wife, his wife is an allopathic doctor. So uh, he's the naturopath. She's more the traditional doctor. Between the two of them, they focus on your overall health because it's great to treat your physical body, but if you're not healthy mentally and you're not healthy spiritually, then you're not truly healthy. So... Go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Patriot Party and you're going to get his free ebook and you're going to save up to 10% on any order of the supplements that are he supplies there. Go there, check it out. Uh, Dr. Sherwood, again, he's a great friend to our show. He's been with us uh, for a long time now. We've brought him on. He's been on a bunch of our shows. Yeah, if you haven't listened Dr. to him Sherwood. speak, come on here. Listen to one of our old shows. You can listen to Dr. Sherwood. He will tell you all about the the, the stuff you're getting. You can also get uh, uh, DNA uh Genetic testing. Genetic testing. Yep, at his clinic yep. in Tulsa. And they do that all, they, it doesn't go to China, so you don't have to worry about your DNA going to China. You don't have to worry about anybody supporting Chinese Wuhan lab crap, lab leak crap. Just check it out. Dr. Sherwood dot, dot TV forward slash Patriot Party. And you're going to get his free ebook and you're going to save up to 10% on anything you get there. So folks, go there today, give it a shot. <laughs> Off the rails. Well, yeah, they call it programming. Yeah. Like, television programming um but yeah that's another cult though if you think about it that's a, that's another example of your cults that you were talking about before think about it how many people watch game of thrones i tell somebody that, that i, I, I watch that show yeah i that have okay well here we go except for the last I season have which never, they back i have never but, watched game yeah. of thrones he I have not seen one episode read the of Game books of Thrones. Either. I read all the books before I watched the show. and Never interested in it. Didn't either. care. Couldn't care well, less. Game of Thrones was like the ideal example of the woke virus taking over. And by the end yes. of that series, it's full-blown woke. And yep. they're like, yeah, we killed the white people. Or it's, it's like, the, I, I think the, the Peter Dinklage guy, he said something like, yeah, people didn't like the, the finale because the white people lost or something. And um, but everybody universally hated the end of that. And but you could even see like in the beginning season, there's like the masculine like leaders kind of doing their thing. And then it's slowly like by like the later seasons, me and my friends would watch it and just be like, all right, dyke fight, dyke. Like they would be like dyke shit or just like fem like the female like beating the shit out of guys it's like that's what hollywood um really 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 turned into where and and that's also why like from like 2014 to now i don't consume any i don't watch netflix i don't watch hbo i don't watch movies the, if I'm forced to be in front of a Netflix, I say, "Do you, is there anything from the 90s or the 80s or something? Because literally the Hollywood storytelling is so woke 
because it's propaganda it's 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 destroying men and like fake diversity but like even if you're like even like the lefty ass people that i know like it's bad they don't like it either like people like even lefty people are getting to the point where like yeah i'm sick of this feminism shit in movies just tell me a story and um so i don't know i'm a bat like when people talk about shows or netflix i'm just like i don't i don't watch any of that and i i get it people want to watch they want to they want to turn their brains off and relax and i get that but for me like that's how you get I brainwashed I do that with like super woo podcasts, like really like that kind of just puts me at ease and like takes me out of life. And we need that like mindless entertainment. But for me, it's genuinely, I am re revolted by mainstream entertainment. Like well, it, it's funny that you brought all that up because I was going to say that, you know, if you remember, and I don't know if you watched it, did you watch the Sopranos? No, I, I, I've heard it's really good. That was a good 90s show. It was one of my favorite yeah. shows uh, all the way up until the end. The last like three or Season. four seasons, they got woke. Um, yeah, they did. They went woke. I was it thinking of, a while ago, right? Yeah, it yeah. Did. I, I, was, did. I was thinking about this a little bit ago because uh, I was listening to, uh, I forget whose podcast I was listening to, but they brought up the Glee thing. And, Jack yeah, it was. Yeah, he went about Stanley because he broke that. He was. He brought up how woke the wokeness all started from the TV show Glee, and Glee came out when Glee came out. I think uh, Sopranos was either in their sixth or seventh season when Glee came out, and I noticed the real mob aspect of, uh, I, I guess you would call it, the Sopranos kind of left. There was uh, a certain masculinity about the Sopranos for like their first six or seven seasons. You actually see them, they're killing somebody once an episode. I mean, every episode, you ask for a pay raise in the Sopranos, you got whacked the next the next episode. Yeah. Uh, they were- Or sometimes they just whacked you for fun. They. It was the same thing in um, the same TV show that was going on was um, uh, the prison one. What was the, Oz. Yeah. Oz was my other favorite show. Um, I used to watch that too, because they asked for a pay raise in Oz, you were dead the next episode. Somebody killed you in or you got ass raped um yeah one of the two but it was the sopranos that really opened my eyes to it because i grew up in new york city i grew up in new york i grew up around the mob knowing I saw, some of the people that the show was based off of i saw what the mob was i knew who mobsters were i understood italian culture i understood what these people were talking about and then all of a sudden they kind of went to this route where it, it was really uh it was almost like touchy feely. It was like, oh, look, he's going to take care of the little guy. Mobsters yeah. never did that. Took did that for anybody. Oh, we they might don't they do that. You might hurt his feelings. They didn't even do that for people in their own crews. Ninety percent of the time, it, they the stories they tell about the mob and they tell about it's never somebody you don't know coming to kill you. It's always your best friend. Your best friend kills you in the mob. That's the way it goes. That's the way it works. It's just that's the way it is. And, you know, all of a sudden there was none of that. And the last season, they opened the last season when they killed Maltesanti off, um, who was his nephew. I was sitting there going, holy shit. And it was 
you know, Tony Soprano who did it, I'm sitting there going, holy shit. And I'm like, now we're back to, you know, what the mob is. And it was weird that they started that season off, but then it got all soft. And then the end was like nothing. And everybody hated the end. Yep. And everybody's going, what Just the like fuck? Game of Thrones. And you know what happened in Game of Thrones is that- um, The midget did something weird and he got no, thrown against the so dartboard that was made George, of Velcro? George R. R. Martin, no, that only happens in Thailand or on St. Patrick's Day in Savannah. Um, <laughs> George R. R. Martin started writing the Game of Thrones books in the late 70s, right? I want to say the first one came out in like 78 or 79, something like that. The final book has not come out yet. He's been writing that book for like 10 years. So yeah. the last season of Game of Thrones was not based on anything, right? So all the first seasons were based on his books. So it portrayed that, toxic masculinity that they talk about but you know i mean it portrayed as he wrote it the way society was in the 80s the 70s the 80s the 90s he didn't put that woke shit in there because it it wasn't around when he wrote the books but then they ran out of books but they still had to finish the show so they brought their own writers in and what do you get you get the final season of game of thrones yeah, and I think of it all from a really woo-woo perspective that I'm sure you guys can relate with. Just that, like, yeah, good and evil exist. There are invisible spiritual forces at play at levels we can't comprehend or even, like, perceive. In my sense with Game of Thrones, I have, like, a very, like, apocalyptic way of seeing these times we're in. And the... Game of Thrones is an apocalyptic story and right even from like just the idea that in the very first season you see the White Walker zombie and you know something bad is about to like unfold and really when you think about the timeline of that show coming out I think the season finale was what like 2019 the yep. whole way through like I was I, I really am of the opinion that like certain shows are translating what's happening in the collective conscious, you know, and can foreshadow stuff. And as Game of Thrones started off, it was like, yeah, like these mass, from the, the time the book was written in the 70s, like these heroes, these these um, knights that have honor. And, it, and it's like, oh, and that was what resonated with me so much. I was like, oh yeah, this medieval code of honor, like it made sense. It, that show made me feel like I had like past lives in some medieval time. And that's why I hooked on so hard to it in the beginning. And then as it unfolds, the show gets more woke. And then the world around us gets more woke. Then the show gets even more ridiculously woke and the world gets more ridiculous and it gets more apocalyptic in the show. And then it just went, it, by the time it's the season finale, that was like right before COVID, you know? So like the whole time watching that, I was like, there is some synchronicity between this storyline and like what we're going through in the world and um, watching it was making me be aware of it. Cause it's like, yeah, I'm sick of this like dyke shit, you know, like the main characters all turned into just butch women. Yeah, they did. And I'm all about weirdos. I'm, I'm like, I was a leftist kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a rebel and I'm an, I consider myself kind of like on the fringes. So I don't, uh, I don't care if you're a, a butch woman or whatever. I don't, I'm, I've always been cool with like 
the the leftist uh you do group. you just let me do me exactly and um but from a storytelling perspective hollywood has just been shoving in our face over and over and over like butch woman butch like stupid stupid like man loses white man bad white man bad diversity diversity queer gender like and then it's it's it makes you want to puke at a certain point but just like myths and storytelling and all in culture and even pop culture is actually really important and the state of pop culture from like 2014 to now is such a hard decline it's you see the woke mind virus the leftist thing which at the end of the day when i'm talking about the battle of good and evil i'm picturing a massive evil force infect infecting the world like seriously and like what william you, shatner said he saw when he looked down at the earth yeah and when you see that when you just see all these people all of a sudden they're wearing a mask they're part of this this evil cult it's like this is a force of evil. It's obvious to us with discernment that, yeah, you can see it when you're out in public and see someone with like double masks and like demon eyes, just like tweaked. I'm just like, they're under attack by evil. Um, but in the culture, I, I'm, like I said, <laughs> stuff from the eighties and the nineties was good. It was entertaining. It was feel good it was euphoric it was storytelling it was movies with good characters and good plots and by like 2019 2020 it's like like woke clown insanity so i think the decline of culture and like the woke takeover of hollywood is just a reflection of like that bigger thing which is straight up evil but we're it's it's just like the timing is right. Yeah, it's 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 clearly taking over, but I would say God wins in the end. You know, like it's not going to succeed. Like this is not sustainable. I agree. Um, and you said that you started your podcast because you you saw something coming in 2020. You saw something in the stars, and um, I listened to your uh, your 2022 predictions essentially podcast um but i uh, i think a lot of our listeners probably haven't heard your podcast before although i'm assuming that's going to change here soon um but what did what do you see coming up like do you see this this ending what do the stars tell you is and not the hollywood stars i mean the ones in the sky um tell you is is coming our way yeah not the shit bags on the ground yeah well i mean the main thing is that um I don't know if you guys remember the the star of Bethlehem. That was kind of like a yep. oh yeah oh yeah. He got so a picture the, of it actually. It's yep. amazing. He got it from the yep. top of a fire ladder. It's it's a fantastic picture. Actually, so the fact that that happened, <laughs> that um, from like obviously it was a conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn, which um, that happens every twenty years. That's a twenty year regular cycle. And they, it was, and it has been landing on years that end in a zero. So um, this past one was on twenty. It was in the year twenty twenty. The one before that was in two thousand. The one before that was in nineteen eighty. One before that was in nineteen sixty. So, I mean, those, those are, um, those are like, what's the word? Like mile markers in just the human timeline and that, that that's what we're doing with astrology is 
looking at these cycles, like you can clearly see it. This planet, which from the naked eye, we see is Saturn and Jupiter. If you are paying attention, it takes 20 years for them to come together. They separate and then they come together because of the speeds they're at. So the thing about the, the star of Bethlehem is that every year before 2020, Jupiter and Saturn were coming together in the Earth element signs. So that's the that's the big cycle. So from the 1800s to 2020, basically, every time they would come together, it would be like Capricorn, Virgo, Taurus, Capricorn, Virgo, Taurus, and it would always be Earth. So that shows a harmony. And when you look at the zodiac of the four elements, that was an era of Earth. So that was like industrialization. That was... Um, you know globalization where like cities are being built skyscrapers are being built farming like huge civilization stuff thinking of earth like earth is like food physical things starting in 2020 and for the next like 160 years 200 i think it's like 160 years they're all landing in the air element so every 20 years it'll be aquarius gemini libra aquarius gemini libra so from as the astrologer you're t interpreting these omens which are just part of our universe here and so that star of bethlehem was the beginning of a very big new cycle you know so when you're asking about 2022 i like to like introduce it with that like on that star of bethlehem moment we just entered a whole new world It'd be like if the industrial revolution with factories was just about to kick off, except this time around, it's the air element. So it's up in the air. It's this technology. Us doing this right here, connecting via the internet, chatting and sharing it and spread. It's like, whoosh, it just goes out into the ethers and value and money is Bitcoin and crypto and, and, Air is free flowing, so things change and sweep and, and change and are not solid. So narratives are changing. People's people's way of thinking is changing. And it's um the thing that like that that star of Bethlehem that happened um on the winter solstice, significant day, the shortest day of the year, at zero degrees Aquarius. And the age of Aquarius is based on the constellations. And we all know that the constellations take like 2,200 years to change. And we were coming from Pisces to Aquarius. And so the, we, it's kind of like, I remember when I was learning astrology back in like 20, 2016, I went to this like meetup and the astrologer was like, December 21st, 2020 is going to be like the beginning of the age of Aquarius. So in my head, that's kind of my bias. I was like, everything is leading up to this um, December 21st, 2020 event. And if you look at the news, I think, I think I could be wrong, but I think that's when they publicly like jabbed the, the guy for the first time the vaccine was basically introduced on that date um but so when we're to answer your original question it's kind of a long way of getting there but long story short we're in a whole new era whether we like it or not there is no going back 
to the old normal, that doesn't mean we have to change our values to be this like globalist fucking satanic values that they know about these cycles. They know they base their decision-making on the planets. You know, that's occulted information that's supposed to be secret. That's why the occult, um, it's what occult means. Occult means, means out of sight. So, so I see it often that like I'm studying these things and I see these things as the sky clock. It's God. Like I think it's the, it's God's clock. Even in Genesis, it talks about, you know, the holy days are based on the plant or the, the, the celestial spheres, but the alignment. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so we're in this whole new world and I think it's better to look forward than to like cling to the, to what was left behind. But um, when we look at 2022, um, mm -hmm. we're kind of in a rough patch of it in the beginning of the year right now. Um, Venus is the planet of relationships and Venus is retrograde until end of January. Um, December was super active. There was um, a square, which is like a hard aspect between the planet Saturn and Uranus. And that was ongoing. Saturn represents restrictions, limitations. And Uranus is the re rebel. Like the um, Uranus was discovered right around the time of the American Revolution. So it's considered a revolutionary force. So all through 2021, there was, there was three squares between Saturn and Uranus. So that symbolically means restrictions, fascism, tyranny, you know, new world order, boot on your neck versus the explosive rebel who is going to freaking break the rules and disrupt. And that's been happening, you know, as, you know, as these crazy things are happening in the world, like, like vaccine mandates or um, mask mandates or digital um, technocracy, more and more people are waking up and straight up coming out about it. And so that, that was kind of the story of 2021 was like a lot of that hard restriction coming up against the re rebellious force. And in 2022, like I said, we're kicking off with this Venus retrograde in Capricorn, then Mercury goes retrograde. And we're kind of out of the, we're kind of out of this rough spot by March. And then in April, April has this really um, high point of kind of like spiritual um, good, good things. Like I think we're, we're edging towards a rock bottom and the, the beginning of March is going to be kind of like a rock bottom moment. And then March into April, uh, there's a, an alignment between Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces. And then Venus comes too at the end of April. And those are all positive things. Um, then later Jupiter leaves and goes into Aries. And I think this spring and this summer are going to be very kind of more revolutionary, like more really fighting and standing up for stuff like we're like i said we're 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 kind of in a downward spiral from december january into february i think things in this time at the beginning of the year are going to be worse and worse and worse on a daily basis but i'm seeing it already as the more related to the normies like people are being forced awake 
this time. The people around me are being forced awake. And I was such a loud mouth from day one about COVID. And I wasn't that guy. I was that guy who was anti. And my friends were like, he's crazy. But now I find myself keeping my mouth kind of shut and not putting up a fight. And people are turning to me and be like, you were right. And it's this weird. So, so when I'm saying the beginning of this year is bad, I, 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 I hate predicting things, but that's kind of your job as an astrology astrologer. Um, I was saying, yeah, like the beginning of the year is going to be rough. And now that we're kind of here, I'm seeing it in my life as uh, a lot of these normies are being red pilled or black pilled. And as we know, that's not a pretty or pleasant thing. It's hard to take the red pill. It is. The red and then it turns into pill. the black pill very Real quickly. Quick. Yep. Um, so, and if I, you don't follow it with the white pill, you're just going to cry yourself to death, basically. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, but so I think we're in this decline, especially with the normies. And then around April, there really is going to be some magic. There is going to be like just with Jupiter, Jupiter and Neptune and Venus all in Pisces. Um, the summer there's so we're the the eclipses that are occurring are now on the Taurus and Scorpio axis and the the eclipses the eclipse point which is the north node comes together with Mars and Uranus in Taurus in the summer so that's what i'm saying like there's going to be if i'm trying to trying to make it easy to understand like the beginning of the year pretty rough rock bottom beginning of march april some type of healing or like kind of white pill or just like just releasing of all this crap like after the rock bottom you kind of let go but then in like may and june there's this like burst of fiery like enthusiastic and aggressive passionate energy happening summer kind of rocky kind of kind of also uneventful and then fall, fall, the eclipses are kind of rough once again um, because they're in Scorpio and there's the, the fall is going to be kind of yet another rough patch. But in 2023, Saturn leaves Aquarius. I was telling you Saturn is like the, the tyrant in Aquarius is this like technocracy. So Saturn is in a sign for like two and a half years and he's been in Aquarius since the very beginning of COVID. So when Saturn leaves uh, Aquarius and goes into Pisces, then I think that like the collective will start healing and like get out of that black pill, like uh, difficulties. And then we can really start talking business about like, okay, we're on the other side of this like 160 year air cycle. How do we make the best of it? And, there's so much, there's so many reasons to be like optimistic. Like this, this is all divine timing. Like this is part of God's plan. I think like that's what we're going through. And, um, but I see, you know, like 2020, 2021 and 2022 is like a chunk because of Saturn being in Aquarius. And that's very technocratic, very censorship, very fascist, you know, very communist, and then when Saturn goes into Pisces, it's going to be like, I'm sorry I hated you for the past three years and called you an NPC, 
I'm sorry I called you like a whack job. Like, let's just forget about this. So, so I, I, I am optimistic about it, but like astrology, you're kind of being like, okay, this is difficult. This is easy. This is good. This is bad. But it's, it's just like, that's what life is over and over and over again. So there, there, there's a guy out there and uh, I, I'm just wondering, have you ever done the historical astro theological I, 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 astrology? It's historical uh, astrology. It's basically like um, what was going on in the year, for instance, and I'm just going to throw this out there because I may have heard somebody else who already told me about it. So, because I I don't really follow astrology all that much. However, um, he knows he's a Sagittarius and he wishes he was a Scorpio. That's about it. No, never <laughs> wish that. Actually, I always thought Sagittarius was badass because he's the only one carrying a fucking weapon. But <laughs> either way, um, if you look at like the historical astrological crap that was going on at the same time of certain events in history would it surprise you to find out right now that basically everything you just described was also taking place in 1776 yeah and uh, well uh, that's one key thing that i left out in, in that is that we're in the u.s pluto return yeah. so well pluto's not a planet so it doesn't really count and of course that's what nasa told us but I also think that space, space is fake and gay. But past all of that, everything that's going on right now was also happening in 1776. Yeah. Does that change anything that you, you're thinking about? Yeah, like um, you're right. Because um, Pluto is the, far, the farthest out that we really use a lot in astrology. And it is small, but uh, Pluto is really significant. And different so the 12 signs is basically the 360 degree wheel with Correct. 12 slots in it and it's just like a literally like a clock on the wall and when you're following pluto it was in capricorn at 20 i forget the degree um at that time at the, the declaration of independence and so like pluto represents death and rebirth and destruction and evolution because you have to you have to be sort of destroyed in a way to evolve and change. And when a civil is, or when a country goes through the Pluto return, it comes out different on the other side. Like Rome had a Pluto, had a Pluto return. And this is the thing I'm, I want to get more into the historical astrology cause it is cool. But like, you know, when you think about somewhere like Rome, yeah, it eventually kind of became like Byzantium. You know, like that was still Rome, though, but it's almost unrecognizable. But it, it so like America, it, if we we think of like civil war or we think of um, changing and evolving to something different than it was from before. And Pluto entered Capricorn in 2008. And um, that's when we had like the first financial crisis. Um that's when we got Obama. Yeah. And then it hits the exact point where Pluto was on at the Declaration of Independence. Yep. In July 4th, 1776. And it hits its highest point, 
which is considered the most deadly or the rebirth, the death and rebirth of any great civilization, according to what this guy was saying. And again, I, I was listening. It was, I mean, I was listening to him and I understood what he was saying, but I was like, okay, so how does this apply to us today? And that was like my biggest question. He's like, well, we're in the same exact time. And I said, wait a minute. Okay. So this is just a repeating cycle that just like I can, climate change. I can understand, you know, coincidence, right? I can understand. Um, no, I, I actually correction. Let me rephrase that. There completely. is no coincidence because there is no coincidence. So, if what you're telling me is that Pluto will be at its highest point again, July fourth, twenty twenty two, and well, it won't. Well, it'll be in February. It'll the the alignment happens in February. The exact alignment, like. You're looking at the degree in the Zodiac. I think it's 20. I don't know. I could look up what Pluto is now. It's in the 20s. But it's when it hits the same exact degree as it was on July 4th, 1776, that's the official return. But it really started in 2008 when it entered the sign of Capricorn. And then it's there for like 15 years. So it's this whole story of the U.S. Pluto return is really a 15 year chunk of time that climaxes in this case on in, in February of 2022. And then it's kind of past that when, it, when Pluto moves into Aquarius and that's in 2024. So really like the 2020s is like I said, we're in this 160 year air cycle now and it's a whole new world. Like doesn't, that doesn't need to mean new world order, but like, we're in a different era now. Um, and 2020, 2021, 2022, 20, to an extent, 2023 are kind of like the intro. And then 2024 and it's like 2026, things really change. Because when you look at those outer planets that move so slow and then they change a sign, that's like a mile marker. Like we're in this new 15 year chunk too. So the further out you go, the slower the planet moves and the more it's like a big picture. You know, the moon changes signs every two and a half days because it's close to us. And I'm not like totally anti-flat Earth, but like, but yeah, we were to, if, if it's not, if, if it's the, even the ancients that were flat earthers were thinking of in terms of distance and they thought the moon was moving faster because it was closer to us. And Saturn was the furthest out visible planet and that took two and a half, two years, two and a half years to change signs even. So that's why the symbolism of Saturn is like slow. It's like old father time, like a, an old, slow, steady, restrictive, like putting the weight down. Um, so the, sim the symbolism of the planets is kind of even just reflected in what you can just see in the naked eye. And they're technically just like a part of the natural world. They're part of nature. And you can't go wrong looking at the natural world. That's the mind of God, or that's looking at the creator. Uh, <laughs> like, it's his plan. So, I mean, who are yeah, we to change and, it, you know? And like sacred geometry, sacred number. Um, it's, it's like, I will fully admit, not only do I not know what planets really are, but I do know when I look through a telescope, like in the flesh, they look like spheres, you know, you, it makes sense. So that's... But, but even just, you can be on the same page if, as the ancients were who thought we were on a flat plane or whatever, but they were, they're just 
we're, we're reducing it down to a map, which is the Zodiac. It's like a 360 degree wheel, just like the clock on the wall. And we're just looking at the clock and you can go astray with that and like worship it or like go overboard or like, because a lot of people knock us, like a lot of Christian people knock astrology as like occultism. Um, but I, I mean, I just see it as you're kind of just looking at the heavens because they are so mathematical and cyclical and the, the it, phrase is as above, so below, so below as above. So if you're confused about what the hell is going on below down here, and you look up and be like, okay, that's this planet in this sign. What's doing this with this other planet in this sign? What does that mean symbolically? And then when you break it down, it usually kind of answers your question of what's going on currently. So it's 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 one of those things. Like I've just have been doing it. I want. I like. I wish. I almost wish I wasn't into it because I don't like having to like justify it or or like act like i'm preaching like it's like i'm like trying to get people all on board with astrology like i don't give a shit if people hate astrology like i get it and i'm kind of but i'm kind of just a natural and it's almost like a vocation unfortunately and you're like yeah i gotta interpret this today because like that's what i do so it, it's funny that you brought up too that uh christians really it's not uh, it's not even christians it's not catholics it's not uh, if you look at the liturgical season um, in a church, for instance, and then you look at the seasons as a whole in on Earth, um, we all follow a astrological season because everything follows astrology because that's what all everybody in the beginning of time took their time from the sky. They did not take it from what was on earth they always took it from above everything was from above and if you look at a liturgical season you look at an astrological calendar and you look at the seasons as a whole they all line up everything is from rebirth through death and the church does the same thing um catholics we do it with color um the robes on a priest will change during uh from one liturgical season to another um and it's always the same from red to uh, blue to yellow to green, back to red. And it always follows that flow. Every year, it's exactly the same in the liturgical calendar. Be or, well, I'm sorry, it's purple and then red. Yeah, I was going to say purple. Uh, because it's purple at crucifixion. And then it's uh, yellow and then red. And we follow the same same thing. And if you look back at the seasons, it's basically based uh, based on the harvest moon um, and the uh, planting, uh, the, what is it? The planter's sun, the harvest moon. And I forget what the other one is. There's a third one in there. And, but it's all based off of that, which was always taken from the sky. So even Christians can't sit there and um, make fun. I mean, they can't even question it because there's a lot of astrology in the Bible. Yeah, there, it's there's all a ton of it. Think about uh, the star I had up there, Star of Bethlehem. That is a huge marker for Christians. Like when that was this year, yeah, I, that was the picture I took, the Last one year. that I had up on the screen. Uh, that was the picture I took. That was I got up on top of a ladder truck. I was 110 feet up in the air and. And I snapped a picture of it because I said, I said, hey, whenever am I going to see this again in my lifetime? I will be dead before that comes around. 
again. Um, and then in July, yeah. Then we saw the then we saw the the the, the God's cratering, eye. God's eye, and then we saw the devil's eye. Yeah, and they're the reverse. It's what they what the when you have the moon, and I think it's Venus. No, it was the moon and that same star, um, uh, the star Bethlehem. And it's not the star of Bethlehem, it's Jupiter or, or no, Saturn. Yeah, that's right. It was Saturn. I think Saturn, it was Saturn. Okay. So Saturn's in the sky, and then the moon is above it. They consider that God's eye. So when it looks like this, so actually in your camera angle, it'll look somewhat like this. All right. So when the the Saturn's here and the moon's crescent above it, if you look at the um, any of the Muslim flags, that is exactly how it's depicted depicted that's according to them the birth of muhammad um, muhammad was born on that day or within that time period well if you watch and follow the moon the moon fluctuates and within a month is upside down so saturn's up here and the moon is crested in this way within a week and that is considered the devil's eye and that is in that aspect they said well uh, uh, if you actually go to latin cultures they believe that is the year of the dead like it starts their dead long celebration for all of the dead rising that's what that's supposed to be su supposedly su symbolizes now i've never been to one of those latin countries during that time i would have loved to have been there because they probably are hammered all year long and that would just be a blast for me and i'd probably die of alcohol poisoning i think at some they're point. hammered all the time anyway well this is true i don't know how it would be any different but the devil's eye is really weird because in the sky when you see it and it does happen within a week. It is pretty quick. And it goes from God's eye to the devil's eye. And they're directly indicative or reflective of each other because it happens in such a quick time span that it was like uh, when we saw it, we, the first time we saw God's eye, it was in the beginning of our trip. We were actually we were in, in Jamaica. Jamaica mm -hmm. And there was no natural light around us at the time. So we could see it clear as day. I was like, oh, look, it's God's eye. She had absolutely no idea what the God's eye was. I was like, what was. are you talking about? And I showed her. I took a picture. I was like, oh, that's so cool cool, look at that. And he's like, that's God's eye. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And then uh, the flip of that is the devil's eye. And when you see that, it's just like an eyebrow. It's basically an upside down eyebrow with the, the planet in the middle. And it was crazy to see it. And I was just like, wow, that is kind of weird that it happened. I've heard about it, but I've never seen it happen before. I've never actually lived it. And I just watched it. And it only happens on the backside of the star of Bethlehem. It happened the same year. They talk about it in the Bible. It's talked about in the Torah. It's also talked about in... Um, um, the New Testament. No, no, no. It's the Bible. Um, uh, no, in the uh, God, the the Muslims book. Um, the Quran. The Quran. Uh, well, no, it was uh, the Book of Saracen was the first one that's actually spoken about. But then it is transcribed into the the Quran. But it was in the Book of Saracen, which was the first their first uh, quote unquote Bible. But it, again, it's just something that's happened in history that people have noticed, and it started out in the sky. So I don't. Christians, um, and if there are Christians that do that, I mean, I don't know, I'm not an astrologer. So if there are Christians that do, I'm not one of those Christians. I happen to believe that uh, everything has a place, everything has a time, and everything has a point to the place and time. And they're all specific and indicative of each other. Now, whether or not you believe that, you, whether you believe or not in astrology is immaterial. I, I happen, I personally, um, I believe it. I 
can see it. I can see it happen. Um, I'm not sold on astrology. I don't think it can tell me the future. I don't think reading my horoscope every day is going to tell me, oh, you're going to make a lot of money today. No, there's nothing about the stars that tells you that. Um, just like there's nothing about the stars that tells you that what happened in 1776 is going to happen in 2022. I just found it really odd and that there, I don't believe in coincidences. And when I found out that the same sky that took place in 1776 is about to happen again here in 2022 and everything that is going on right now, I'm like you, I believe that like, there's a reason why all of this is lining up. There's no coincidence here. There's something else. And I do think that there's something else that's going to take place. What is it? I couldn't even fucking begin to tell you. Um, I, I, some days I feel like, man, America is going to, we're going to get pissed off and we're going to rise up. And then I, 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 I watch beta bitch TV shows where they, uh, well, violence is bad. It's really bad. Really? Um, our whole country is based on violence. If you look anything about our country, our country was built, founded on the blood of others. Where else in history? I mean, every civilization is rose up that way. That is how it was done. It was never done cleanly. Nobody just walked on some land and said, oh, we're here. We're a country. How you doing? No, there's always been violence behind it. I don't believe that we're not a nonviolent society. That's yeah. just my take. Yeah, I've never heard of the, uh, the eye of God thing. I'm going to look into that. That's really interesting. Um, but yeah, I think um, it's kind of just like data on the one hand. But the thing I like about astrology is that the, the archetypes we use are real. Like the the symbol of Sagittarius is about that time of year. Like the symbolism comes, it's about that time of year. The symbolism of Scorpio is about that time of year the elements of these things like Sagittarius is fire. Scorpio is water. Those you can comprehend like the elements are real air, earth, fire, water. Um, and it's, it's just very human to use them. And I think by practicing them, practicing astrology forces you to kind of come into contact with those, with those archetypes, which all live within yourself, you know, so if you're going through like a, I was going through a Mars transit um, and I, and I'm a Scorpio rising. So I'm technically ruled by the planet Mars and becoming more aware of my personal astrology just makes me be like, oh yeah, that's just my Mars quote unquote. But Mars is the warrior, the aggression, it's the sex drive, it's the bloodlust, it's passion and we all have that within us, technically, like men and women both do, but Mars is a masculine planet. So it, it and the, the 12 houses in the Zodiac were created, you know, bef in, before Christ, you know, it's that old. Yeah. But they still, they are 12 areas of the Zodiac that apply, that encapsulate everything in the human experience and categorize it. And those categories are still completely relevant to us today. Like nothing changes. Changes. That's what, I. I just told my buddy about that. I said, "What was Sagittarius? Sagittarius was also known as the Great Hunter. When is hunting season open? 
usually that time like november yeah right? yeah right smack dab first day of hunting season is the first day that sagittarius it starts a the ring is i was just like why tell me something why is that i i just asked him i was like why does hunting season just happen because again everything that started above is as below nothing is different think about it you just said it there's 12 what there's 12 how many uh, 12 houses 12 houses how many months are there 12. 12 months, mm. 12 disciples. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, this all echoes. I, I always. In the circle of fifths in music, there's tw it's the same thing. So I, 12 I think octaves. The there's 12 octaves. Yeah. It's, it's sacred geometry. The creator, whatever the, like, whatever you think the creator might be, made it, made it that way. And yeah. we're just, we're, I'm just, as the astrologer, paying attention to that and um trying to live in harmony with it and there's moments of really nice harmony in in the planets then there's moments of disharmony and that's just like life life is not constantly harmonious we get beaten down we get screwed but every time you get quote unquote bad astrology or something bad happens to you usually you dig yourself out of it and come out better and i feel like that's like the game of this life so even when you're looking at so certain people's birth charts, they might have like a really nice chart. Like everything is flowing, every, nothing is, but those people might be kind of boring. And then you might have a hard chart where it's like, this person's going to be, going to suffer so much. They end up being like a badass or they end up like growing and evolving big time. So, I mean, that's kind of like the theory of it is that, um, you're just tapping into like the sky clock and divine timing. And the, the moment anything is born is very significant because you just snap the chart, it's like take a snapshot of where the planets are, where they are in relations to the horizon of where you're born. So like, you know, if we cast a chart today, it's 8.05 where I am in Colorado, It'd be nine oh five where you got or eleven oh five. Are you on the East Coast time? Ten oh five, yeah. Ten oh five. Ten oh five, sorry. And then so it's like different. My your chart where you are is different than where I am. Like the sun is further down where you are than where where I am. So it's very exact and it's all it's when you look above and like stargaze and then use the astrology, not only are you like, holy shit, like the creator is great. <laughs> you're also you're 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 realizing that there's like order to everything we're going through, including all this bullshit. Like I honestly, when people are like screaming at God when bad stuff happens, I'm kind of like, you don't understand the big picture. And even when you look at these bad things happening astrologically or difficult things, like we're gonna get to the other end of it and we're gonna be better off one way or the other that's just what happens it's just a matter of how long is this bad period or difficult period or death period going to be before we spring back forward and that's just the nature of this world you could say that because we're in a fallen world but there's good and evil here and there's evolution and change ev like every single day every moment our spirits are eternal and beyond time and beyond all of that but when we're here, things change every freaking second and time is real here. And astrology is just 
makes you more like stoic about it. It just makes you be like, yeah, this is a hard time. Or yeah, I have this hard thing in my chart. I'm going to be working on this for my entire lifetime, trying to overcome the tension of the, this clash within myself. Like that's like in my chart, I have like basically a square between a lot of planets and it's like, yeah, I I have inner clashes and, and struggle personal struggle i'm not like not from a victim thing but just from like a chart my astrology chart is on paper difficult but like the difficult things that have happened to me i'm like yeah thank god because that life would be pretty boring without those you know and trauma makes you a stronger person or for most people you know going through yeah. something difficult makes you stronger and more capable of coming up against the next thing that's even more difficult. So, um, you know, dealing if, with life, if I mean, you if you don't, if you don't know the bad, how can you truly appreciate the good? So tell me, how many times have you thought that, you know, you wanted to make clothes or buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing? You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping, because there's constantly in the back of my head, is is this company you know contributing to the deep state is this one supporting the evil in our world i don't know who to buy from anymore so we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot oriented believe the same thing we believed push the same values that we push and uh we found uh we found a bunch and one of the ones our first ever sponsor was cultural life 1972. cultural life 1972 supports the culture of life not a culture of death folks so uh, they are completely, um, they're against abortion and, uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and, uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a, a culture of life. Their money, uh, 30%, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life and they support, um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972. And the reason that it is 1972 is because why? Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col1972.com, you can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state and the ones that fight against it. And that's a, a pretty important list to have these days. And, and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get go. Uh, we told her that we would support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And uh, it's actually amazing quality. I wore the t-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a t-shirt and you're like, Okay, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This 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 is going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you. And uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's uh, that's another really important thing these days. So, folks, again, culturelife1972.com. Use promo code PATRIOTPARTY, and that will save you up to 10% off your order. All right? Thank you. Yeah, and it's and it's being able to see it objectively most of the time. Like, I mean, it's like I, I from a spiritual like God perspective, I am like, yeah, you have a direct connection to God, and you're going to be fine either way. Your soul is eternal. Your 
you're already immortal because this is this place is temporary but it's clearly like a matrix it's clearly bad stuff happens for a reason and sometimes it's like random bad stuff like sometimes i don't know if you're like a, a little kid and you, you there's a death in your family like a death of a parent that's fucked up that's hard but it happens to a lot of people and they usually just have some kind of origin story like that and it, and it's like make what makes them who they are ultimately so i see astrology as really stoic it's just like you're 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 facing reality you're facing the good and the bad and you haven't i don't know good astrologers or real astrologers should they should know that this is temporary and that like there is a beyond this but it's a really good human tool for this world. And like I said, the, the signs of the Zodiac, people have, the signs of the Zodiac and the planets themselves, every, any human being can relate to those because they're, they're, they reflect the, their archetypes that live within us because they're so human. And um, the stoic thing is just like, yeah, like, of course this isn't easy. Like, like, being stoic about life just makes you be like, yeah, I'm in the bottom of the pit, but I like, that's fine. You know? And then when things are good, you're like, oh yeah, they're, they're good. I'm going to feel great about the good. So it makes the, the hard or the bad easier to deal with. And it makes the good more, you, you become more appreciative of the good times or the, the blessings, you know? And I mean, anybody out there every every human life can be so random like fate and god like god's plan for you you have no freaking clue what it might be and you just have to like accept stuff that happens to you but weirdly like the chart and the astrology gives you like a basic <laughs> basic roadmap or like you can just find basic stuff basic internal things by looking at your own chart you're like oh yeah that's the lesson i'm trying to learn in this life or and yeah this is what i have to integrate or overcome or work on you know that's what life is you know what you said about life being random i don't know that that's true so much as i mean i i agree people don't know what god's path what god's plan is for them individually but I think people overthink it too much. I think if people just went with their instincts and um, just followed the direction that they were led in, eventually they would come to find that everything that they've learned and all their experiences lead to one final point, whatever that is. That, like for instance, I I've always just, become fascinated with a subject, any random subject, or I thought they were random, and I'd spend six months to a year learning everything I could about them, and then I'd drop it and move on to something else. And I still have all that knowledge, and I never really used it until recently. And now, now we're coming to this culmination, and I have knowledge about building gardens, and animal husbandry, and history, and... um 
Yeah, especially Roman history. Uh, well, all, all, not. <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but well, anyway. I know different history than you do. But my point is that all of these things that I've learned over the course of my life, I thought that they were random then, and now I've come to discover that they all have a purpose, that there was a reason that yeah, I learned I was, all of them. I use the word random, um, meaning like they feel random. Yes. Like, things can change very quickly on any given time. And then if you study astrology, you're like, no, that actually was a, an activation of your chart. That happens all the time. And I'm not suggesting like, oh, you need to be aware of every single activation of your chart for every event of your life. I'm saying you need to just live your life and do what you said, trust your intuition and go with the flow. But like um, a lot of times with me, like, cause, cause I'm, I like talk about astrology and give forecasts because I just kind of live it. And uh, like, I find it works well when, when you're in the thick of something and you're just like, you want answers, like what is going, what is hap happening today? And you consult the chart and you're like, oh, this is squaring me. That's squaring me. That's opposing me. That happened to me last uh, winter when I got, I tested positive for COVID and, and had a pretty rough time with it. And in the middle of it, uh the astrology like gave length gave a definition to they it diagnosed exactly what i was going through and gave me a timeline for when it's going to peak when it's going to climax and when it's going to wear off and go away and that can kind of it just gives you it's it's i'm a very visual thinker too and i love thinking of time in terms of these planets planetary movements and the signs like so you're Even a relative, with, you're a relative time thinker. Yeah. Like I love thinking about time. Like, yeah, neck, like t in 2023, I'm picturing the chart and I'm picturing like Saturn moving from this air sign Aquarius to this water sign Pisces. And it's like, oh yeah, well, when I was, when it was 2014 and I was up to this, that was the last Venus retrograde. So like, I, I love yeah, I love thinking about cycles in general. Like I was an econ major just because I, I didn't love econ, but I was capable of it because of the way my brain works. And it was like a good thing. to good, You'll get a good job with that degree, you know. Um, but I also was an English literature major. So it's like astrology is kind of both. It's like data, cycles, numbers, time. Then, then it's very poetic and archetypal, like, literature or so yeah it's it, it it fits my weird brain but a lot of people are interested in it and like i said i i think the the main thing the main perspective with astrology is like you came here under certain conditions you came here under genetic conditions you came here maybe under karmic conditions if you believe in reincarnation and there is like order to this weird shit that seems random at the time. Actually, it's, it's actually timed very in a very faded way. Yes. Um, so it's, it just, it, it makes me feel spiritual in a way. It just makes me feel like we're focusing on our souls here. And, by reading your chart, you're kind of like getting, I picture the idea of like, Hey, you're about to go down there into earth and live that life as that person. 
even though you're an eternal soul. So you're going to be stuck down there. And there's a lot of stuff you can't change. You might be born blind. You might be, you might develop a disease. You might have crazy trauma, but it's to get you to this next level. That's kind of like the theory of astrology and it can incorporate reincarnation or karma or, but it's mainly just like fate. And even if it's all, even if it is all bullshit by practicing it, you're thinking in those big picture terms in those big picture cycles. And I, I think that's helpful for like getting the big picture. So, well, I think it's like a belief in a religious, it's the same idea in religion. I think um, if it was all bullshit, it wouldn't have lasted so long. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not talking organized, like, Hey, we're going to change your, your mind religion. I mean, like just religion in general without man's interpretation of religion, spirituality, uh, that would probably be the more prophetic way of saying it. Yes, absolutely. Spirituality um, and our spiritual well-being and um, whether you're a Catholic, whether you're a Jew, whether you're a Muslim, uh, a belief in a higher power is, I, I think, ultimately the end-all be-all of this. And to realize for just a fraction of a second, we are a minute speck on... Um, if you believe we live on a ball, a hurling ball through space that supposedly only spins at a certain mile an hour and that doesn't make any sense. 666,000. Or, or we're on a flat disc floating through time. Uh, however you look at it, ho however you perceive it, that belief that, hey, yeah, I'm here, but I am like literally, I am a fart in the eye of the one person or the one thing that created all of us. Um, and to understand your place in that, or to figure out your place. And I think a lot of astrologers, uh, I've always said this in the past about astrology, or well, not necessarily astrology, but astrologers, um, a lot of them, because they, I, you know, there's like a lot of people that, uh, when I was learning all the languages I learned, one of the things I learned a long time ago was there's like two languages that no longer exist on the earth. Uh, one of them, Sanskrit, and uh, the Mongolian uh, hordes first dialect has never ever been spoken on earth since uh, shit, it, it dates back. It's way, way the hell back there, but they're BC. both, they're both dead languages. Sanskrit's a dead language. And uh, it, I mean, to translate it now they have, I think there's like three people in the world that can translate Sanskrit. And I don't know of anybody that speaks a Mongolian horde, but one of the big things with those two languages that I learned is the people that spoke those languages, especially Sanskrit, they were holy. You're, you're talking about some very holy people. Not They didn't necessarily, and the crazy part is the three that I knew that spoke Sanskrit, they were all Catholic priests. And mm -hmm. they did not subscribe to the Catholic religion anymore. When they learned Sanskrit, they no longer subscribed to what the pope was or what the papal seal was they no longer they were kept under such tight reins within the vatican that they weren't let out because it was almost like they knew something we all didn't and it was something they didn't want us to know they um, probably did heard the same they thing have, about the, the monks certain things like like sanskrit has words like of a specific aspect of god or that like directly relate 
Correct. And uh, so they no longer really subscribe to what the Catholic faith was. Um, And that type of thing to me tells me that like even astrologers, because now you're predating all of that because all of that stuff was taken from looking at the stars. So you're talking about a language that uh, not necessarily is dead, but it's the same type situation where you're getting a direct interpretation from God, where a lot of people said the same thing about the Mongolian horde, the way they spoke, because they spoke some weird, it was some wacky, weird, it's not Chinese, it's not Tibetan, it's it's even more stranger than those. And Sanskrit isn't Muslim, it's not none of the Muslim dialects, it's none of the Jewish dialects. Sanskrit in and out of itself was its own language. And the fact that nobody speaks it anymore um, speaks to a, I want to say a relativity of what the language taught mankind. And I often wonder, or I find myself wondering because I, like I said, I, I, it's not that I don't believe in astrology. I just, I, I don't follow it as closely, obviously, as you do. But I always wondered, do you consider that kind of like, an astrologer's point of view, or is that just some theologian who dictated that, hey, after knowing what these other two languages did to other people, I wonder if the same thing's true about astrologers, that that same thing applies to them as well. Yeah, well, it's totally a language. Like, it's a symbolic language with glyphs. um, And when you're like, you know, you can describe anything through this language via the planets, the aspects and the signs and the houses. So, I mean, instead of saying like, you know, I'm a pissed off, hot and bothered, but so stuck and I can't move and I feel trapped. That would be like the pissed off thing could be Mars or Aries. The emotional thing could be the moon and the restriction could be saturn so that could be described like uh saturn mars moon or something and so it's totally a language and and like what you were saying about sanskrit like it it, when you when you understand the definitions it changes your perspective for sure like so it it does do that and um i was raised catholic too and like no i um my parent my family is still still goes to Catholic church and stuff. Um, And it's, yeah, it's, I feel like Catholicism is really universal and was kind of just the container of a lot of stuff that's way older than it is, you know, like it's kind of just like the mystery traditions translated into this like new era. And I I really, from an astrological point of view, think, Catholicism is like the epitome of like the quote unquote age of Pisces that we're leaving and we're going into an age of Aquarius. But I do think, like I said, God has a plan or God, whether that means Christ returning to earth, I wouldn't rule that out. Um, Although a lot of the really Christian people literally act like Christ is coming next week, like for their whole lives. And I don't, I don't think that necessarily, but like um, maybe this summer. (laughs) <laughs> so like the yeah it's 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 it astrology is a language and i think um it <laughs> it does un, it unlocks a lot of stuff just about what we're doing down here on earth 
what it means to be human. Like the 12 houses will tell you all the categories of human life from like your job to your wife, to your career, to your house. It's like to your friends, to your neighborhood, to your kids. It's like basically the human condition is kind of categorized. And um, this like the creator gave us these seasons. He gave us the four seasons, literally. And on paper, it's like, why the fuck would you kill everything off and freeze us in the winter and maybe let us die? Like, why? Like, that's what I'm talking about when people are like yelling at God. It's like, no, there's a reason for it. It's called cycles and it's called growth and it's called time. We're, we're down here stuck in time. So it just, astrology just makes you kind of like, really get what we're doing down here what it what and it's not it's not a, a pretty sunshine picture all the time there's good and there's bad there's malefic planets like mars and saturn and there's benefic planets like jupiter and venus and then there's a lot of in between neutral planets too and so it's kind of just a in the way catholicism is a container of a lot of ancient wisdom astrology is similar because it's like they've been building on these archetypal associations of the planets for a really long time and and it's kind of just categorizing and diagnosing the good and the bad things that happen down here when you look at the good and the bad um you can just like i said be kind of stoic and 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 like handle it better because nobody's life is going to be perfect like trust me <laughs> there's no such thing yeah that's not what earth is about it's just not and you could be mad at god about that but it's like if you know that this place is temporary it doesn't like yeah i signed up for this it's not gonna be pretty it's not gonna be easy but it's gonna be rewarding when i when it's over and who are we to question god's plan? and there is a theory that we live on a prison planet in the uh ultimate eternal universe that those of us that are here are are here because we're in jail quite literally that it's a present planet well, it's I, easy to i was kicked, out, kicked off of facebook this time a Me year too. ago so yeah what do you know? you know well no i i've only been off for six months now but that's okay so do you find um do you think astro a lot of astrologers find god in their work for sure um i think there's like well, astrology is very, there's definitely a new agey component to it. And I'm not about the new agey stuff so much. Um, and especially, so basically, in the 90s into the 2000s, there's this thing called Project Veritas, where they translated a lot of texts from the Hellenistic era, which was really the time of Christ. Like it was that early Christian or pre-Christian period where Alexandria was around. And there, so now basically now these days people have this new, these new texts that, and new techniques. And we kind of have a better idea of what the original astrology was. So there's been this like astrological renaissance happening from like the 2000s until now. And I got into it via podcasts, like the astrology podcast with Chris Brennan in like 2015. 
And from like, like I've been talking to other podcast hosts about this, like from like 2015 to 2019, there was a lot of, there was a lot of podcast action, alternative media, and a lot of people were getting along. But now because astrology is kind of new agey um, and leftist, there is really, um, it went full woke. The average astrologer on twitter is has pronouns in their bio so um not as close to god as so yeah that was that was your original question about god um i don't know how i feel about the average astrologer period these days because if the average astrologer is woke then i don't I'm forgiving to everybody because everybody will wake up when their time is right. But in general, I don't really have much respect for people that are like overly woke and I just distance myself from them. So to answer questions about like most astrologers, I'm kind of bad at that because I'm like, well, most astrologers have pronouns in their bio. So that's all you had to say. Gotcha. But um, (laughs) I understand that the God thing, the God thing. I will say, like I, I will say, like I said, I was raised Catholic. Never had a big issue with Catholicism, um, but it, I, I'm aware of like that is my roots, that is my programming, that is my culture, and I can't just throw that out the window, no matter how hard I try. And I don't even try that hard. But um, you can leave the I church, but you're of, still a Catholic. I go through periods of fearing astrology or the occult or the esoteric or anything. I go. I I quit astrology this past fall and was almost like Christian, like not cool Catholic Christian, like evangelical. Everything is demons Christian, and I I really didn't, but I was like at the edge, like yeah maybe. So I get afraid of this. I I'll admit that I was raised Catholic. I have Christian um, programming. I would say Catholic and guilt I, is a real thing. Yeah, and sometimes I get scared about this shit. And there is good reason to be afraid of it because sometimes you're like, this is real, it's powerful, what am, what am I messing with? It, should I mess with it? But to answer your original question about God, like now that I live in Colorado and I'm more like literally stargazing, that, that feeling you get from the stars is good it's benevolent it's it's beauty it's 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 like it makes me feel connected to god and following them following the stars which is like this ooh be it like don't do that but just basic stuff following the moon following the moon cycles or following when venus is setting or rising or or anything like that following when jupiter and saturn are together one year and now they're slowly spreading apart that fast that's fascinating me and it's just like you're in awe of in my opinion the creator because and i'm an i'm an artist too like art is my vocation and i am so in doing so i'm studying aesthetics i'm studying anatomy and when i do that i'm like this is so freaking insane when i look at sacred geometry in like nature i'm like that feels like an awe-inspiring thing and with astrology, I mean, basic, just looking at the stars is awe-inspiring. But then being like, these are cyclical things that are perfect and exactly on time. That's awe-inspiring, but it's also like, 
it's just like sto like stoic like there is like this too shall pass anything bad and god has a plan for you like i said not all astrologers will be like god has a plan for you some will be like don't say that word in front of me like the woke ones you know but like every, and and all in all astrology is an art so you have style with astrology and your art it's it's an esoteric art and it's poetic and every astrologer puts their own style on on what it is and just like anything you need the 10,000 hours to be good at it. You can't just be like, I'm going to be an astrologer next week after my like 20 hour online course. Like, yeah, it's, I, I'm telling you these things about the planets or the signs or, or anything because I've been living it. I'm talking about the last time Venus was retrograde in Capricorn in 2014, you know, like I'm thinking about what I was doing in 20. So it's a very personalized and subject subjective art form and it just it kind of just like sparks something in people when you like help them via astrology because usually when i'm like as the astrologer helping people or giving them a consultation i'm like blah 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 like almost die like reading it like i'm not i'm detached from what i'm even saying and then because these things are powerful they're just like how the how the fuck did you know that? Or I never would have thought that was what's going on. Like it, it just brings, it brings clarity to people. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of rambling at this point. It's just a, a whole lot of stuff. Your <laughs> description of, of astrology reminds me of country music in the way that oh. if you, if you don't listen to country music, you think that every country music song is um, my truck died and my dog got run over and my wife left me for the neighbor and yeah. I drink a lot of beer. And I drink a lot of beer, right? Yeah. Like if you don't if you don't listen to country music, you think every country music song is that. Um but when you actually sit down and listen to it, there's it it is it is an art and every song is different and tells a story and um yeah. some are good and some are woke. Um and uh, and that's just kind of how it goes. So anyway, that just it reminded me of that because most people yeah. look at astrology and they think it's just all paper, paper cutter. Like, okay, you, you plug in some numbers and okay, tomorrow, um, you're, you're going to have a good day at work. You're going to get into a fight with your boyfriend and your cat's going to throw up on your bed. Like it, it, it's like, it, well, no, it goes back to programming and, and I'm going to bring it, wrap all this up because it really <laughs> goes back to programming. Think about it. We got a newspaper every day in our uh, on on our doorstep and you open the newspaper and one of the sections in there is your daily horoscope and when people think of astrology they think of that they think of the programming exactly. that the news media put out there so that way you thought that this was some crazy just wacko oh my god i can't even believe you're thinking that way and in reality if you learned anything tonight you just learned that it's actually not like that at all it has nothing to do um they used to have uh, at the end of news shows back in the 80s i don't know if you remember this uh, probably 90 percent of you young. were weren't alive but they ended their shows their nightly news broadcasts with the horoscope of the day whatever the horoscope was for that date and time and it was like uh, they're programming us to say hey look this is crazy 
They had people that were astrologers that were like literally saying, hey, this is what's gonna happen in the future. Oh, well, you're just, you're just a horoscope teller. Get the hell out of here. And they would say this stuff. This is, that's all programming. That's all uh, men who stare at goats. That is all the same shit. Uh, MK Ultra, LSD tripping because we just fed you a bunch of different acid. And now you're looking at shit through three different prisms. So they made it seem crazy because they're scared of it. That's a possibility. And well, it no, it goes back to something he said earlier. And it was what I was trying to comment on earlier is it's one of the languages of the ancients. They don't like anybody who can speak that except for them. Absolutely. Because then they can control. I got to see Dr. Stella again in Dallas and got to thank her personally for saving my mom's life. There you go. That's a big one. I tell you what, Dr. Stella gives the best hugs. You know, she is she is a, a warrior of God. I mean, this this woman brings a, a spiritual axe to the battlefield. Um, and at the same time that she's fighting for you on the spiritual level, she's also fighting for you on the medical level. She's amazing. So if you if you're feeling just a little down or you're you haven't had COVID, you're afraid of getting COVID, um, it can be a very scary thing. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine really do work. I promise you, you are not going to grow a tail. Uh, Mick and I, <laughs> Mick and I, both take hydroxychloroquine regularly as a prophylactic. Even though, um, well, I think I've had COVID. I don't think Mick has, but uh, either way, we Still take hydroxychloroquine it. all the time. My mom, we gave her ivermectin when she got COVID, and she was better in four days four days. And Dr. Stella also has this awesome all-in-one vitamin, which can really help boost your immune system because it's really important not just to take over-the-counter prescription drugs, but in order to keep your immune system at its peak efficiency all the time so and you don't get yep. sick, you really need an excellent vitamin supplement. So Dr. Stella is the place to go. Go yeah, to drstellamd.com. And use, use the promo, promo code, code defiant and that will save you up to 5% not only in your teledoc visit but also because remember folks this is a prescription you are being mailed a prescription so you have to physically see a doctor first so you're going to go there you're going to get a teledoc visit your teledoc visit once your teledoc visit's complete they're going to if you're sick immediately they will overnight you uh, either ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine whichever one you get or both or both if you use Promo code DEFIANT, that will save you up to 5%, not only in your teledoc visit, but also with the drugs as well. And they will send them, and trust me when I say that they're within 48 hours, because they were there within 48 hours. Yep. For my mother-in-law, they were there in 48 hours, and let me tell you something, I didn't have to hear about it anymore, about how she was going <laughs> to die. It literally lasted 72 hours about me hearing about how she was going to die when I knew for a fact. natural immunity. When I knew for a fact she was going to. So Dr. Stella, MD, D-R-S-T-E-L-L-A dot or md.com and again use promo code defiant save up to five percent on your order both on your teledoc visit and any order you make even if you get the vitamin or you get hcq ivm whichever you get get them both get them all and get them shipped to you and save five percent on your order like i said we are only bringing people that we believe in that are patriots people that we know that are not here to 
you know, they're not patriots, they're patriots. They're here promoting the same cause we're promoting. They're trying to help the same things you're trying to help. This is what we want to get to you. This will help you recover from COVID. It will help you prevent COVID. Uh, as we're hearing now, we've got news or stories after news stories coming out about especially hydroxychloroquine, how it can be used as a prophylactic and even not for the flu, correct. not just COVID, even for the flu. So, so as folks, Mick likes go get to it. say, better to have and not need than need and not have. Absolutely. Get it for your own shit box. Put it in your house somewhere just in case somebody gets sick. Boom, you've got it. Family member gets sick. You can ship them some. Here you go. I got some drugs for you. This will work. Trust me, it will work. Just take it. You will be amazed. You'll even feel better. If you're not sick, you will even feel better after taking it. Trust me. It's amazing. So folks, again, doc, Dr. Stella, D-R-S-T-E-L-L-A dot MD, MD com. or MD.com and use promo code defiant and you'll save up to 5%. Appreciate y'all listening. Do you ever see the book, um, the book of Eli? Did you ever see that movie? It's got Denzel know, Washington. I, I, yeah. Denzel. It's a, I know a post apocalyptic, post apocalyptic. Okay. We were talking mm -hmm. about post apocalyptic movies, uh, before, or, well, even during the show, we were talking mm -hmm. about divergent, but the book of Eli is surrounded upon a, post-apocalyptic world where a gentleman is sent um what they don't tell you in the beginning of the movie in just case you haven't seen it um go ahead and turn us off right yeah, now spoiler alert it is a big spoiler alert what you don't know in the beginning of the movie is this guy denzel washington's character um which by the way i'm not sure if anybody knew he was a big big huge you know conservative oh yeah no denzel's He's straight up patriot huge. that's why they threw his ass in jail yeah. for Tax huge. of fraud or something. No, that was, no, that's uh, Wesley Snipes. Oh, that's right. Denzel, no, he's a huge conservative. But anyway, uh, one of the bigger parts about this, though, is the beginning of the movie starts out with this guy on this walk, and it's post-apocalyptic. There was like an atomic bomb or something went off. There's no water, no food, this, that, and the other thing. And he's walking along a desert road, and what you don't know about him at this point is that he's blind. He can't see a fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Yet yeah. he sees the whole world around him. And he goes on and goes on, and uh, this one, the, uh, his counter character, his whatever you call it, the uh, the girl. No, um, it's another guy. It's uh, whatever the antagonist. The antagonist within the the movie. He is looking for a book, and uh, his whole thing is to destroy all books. Well, the one book that he's looking for happens to be a Bible. And the one person that's carrying the Bible, the actual last copy of the Bible on earth is Denzel Washington. And he's got it on his back. And throughout the whole movie, it goes on where he's trying to get this book and he meets this girl. It goes on and on and on. And at the end of the movie, you find out that he's blind and the book was written in Braille. And mm -hmm. the antagonist can't read it. He finally gets the book, but he can't read it because he can't read Braille. And Denzel Washington has read it so much he has it memorized. As soon as he's done reciting the words to where he's supposed to go in California somewhere in some, I don't know, hocus pocus land in California, um, you, you find out that he did it all from memory. And uh, it's like, holy shit. Um, wow, he told the whole story. And that's what the book of Eli is about. And uh, the characters, obviously, Denzel Washington's name in there is Eli. But the point of this is that, again, it's a scripted narrative that we have been led to believe is crazy. Yet when you listen to it, you actually apply half a cent, half a bit of common sense. You start to realize that it dates back predates most everything that we already believe. And 
again, you speak a language that most, they're not, liberals are scared of it because they fear the language you speak because it is one of the ancients. It's one of the ancient languages. As if I spoke Sanskrit or if I spoke one of the Mongolian horde dialects, they would fear me too because I speak something that they can't do, A, and B, I might have a different opinion about what's really going on in the world. And they can't control that narrative because they can't control me as they can't control you. And instead of their, their way to deal with us is, well, you're crazy. Uh, anybody that speaks the truth, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Look, I mean, we've seen it happen time in and time out with everything. If you believe that JFK was killed by anybody else other than Leah Harvey Oswald, you were a conspiracy theorist. Right now they're, you know, the, the big buzz phrase is mass formation psychosis, yep. right? Dr. Malone, Dr. McCullough talked about it on, on uh, Joe, Joe Rogan's, Rogan's podcast. podcast. Yep. And now you have all these psychologists literally around the world coming out and saying, that's not a thing. That's yeah. not a real thing. And there are people in school right now, like in um, Ivy League colleges, pulling out their psychology textbooks on TikTok, on the internet and saying, oh, look, what's this? Mass formation psychosis. It's right here in my psych test book. How can you say it's not a thing? So, yeah. And I, I think even with what you said earlier, when you were talking about like God and uh, whether people believe or not, whatever God you believe in, whether you believe, you know, that's immaterial, but I believe the bigger part of uh, the bigger picture of that, especially with what you were saying about the wokeness and how they, that's another fear because they don't believe and they know you do, or you, they know you believe in a higher power, whether you believe in God or not is immaterial. You believe in a higher power. They don't, they have. No, they do, but they, they've chosen the wrong side. That's well, why and, they're and, terrified. That's where the fear comes from again. So what, what better way to dispel the fear? Oh, well, you're just crazy. Or or you're a racist and you got to relinquish some of your whiteness. Um, I said that about the Salvation Army and look what happened to them, man. They fucking took a huge hit this, this fucking Christmas. It's amazing what happens when you find out that you have to relinquish some of your whiteness. Um, I, anything. Yeah, well, and the wokeness is, um, the wokeness just works its magic. It's black magic um, on anything. It, gets brought into so it and astrology and i guess different like alternative spirituality is is in that category so it could be comic books it could be movies it could be it could be anything when you let it in it does its job by destroying it from the inside and um astrology like i even said like astrology in 2015 felt like a renaissance there were all these people you know politics aside backgrounds aside they're all on the same page and in, in in agreement like wow these ancient texts are really revealing a lot and this is great that we have these new techniques and this new information and like we're bringing astrology we're bringing the like legit astrology forward and then when the woke virus comes in these people are like well you don't have to gender the planets you don't have to do like it's like yeah you do like Venus is feminine, Mars is masculine. The four elements are gendered: fire and air, masculine; earth and water, feminine. And hey, yeah, we call it Mother Earth for a because reason. Because it's so did not. It's when the wokeness stuff is really working. 
it's when it becomes reality denying there is no such thing as gender there is no such thing as masculine and feminine then all of a sudden it's just whatever the thing might be is caving in on itself and in the the case of astrology like i don't see these woke astrologers last lasting very far because wokeness is rooted in marxism marxism is rooted in atheism and materialism so anything woo woo anything spiritual that's also woke that atheistic materialistic side will take over it and destroy it and um so now it's just like there's a few of us still standing i try to connect with like the other like woo woo you know truth or awake people who are in this like weird astrology or esoteric world like like I said, back in like 2015, 16, 17, I was talking with like w- like Wicca people and I was fine with it. I was like, this is kind of exciting and cool. Like I'm interested. Yeah, I want to interview. Like, what the fuck do you do? You do magic? That's that's crazy. Let, let me, like, it's interesting to me. But now it's like most of them are double masked and boosted. And I don't, in general, respect those people. Um, I... I'm trying to just like give space, be like, Hey, maybe they'll wake up. It's pretty hard not to wake up these days. But like at this point, I'm just very separated from them. But my thing is from 2015 to 2019, there was this like renaissance of like esoteric. And a lot of us were conspiracy, but now we're total. Now the, the COVID just, just changed everything. And, um, it was conspiracy oh. until we all were proved right. Um, as far as uh, those those people that with the masks and the boosters, you should listen to the interview we did with uh, Mickey Willis. Uh, we named it "Transmute Your Perception." He he talks a bit about that, and actually, it it helped both of us. I think Mickey even more more so than me because I was already kind of there. No, you even made a comment about it at dinner tonight. So um, I did. Yes, you did. What did I say? Uh, that when you drive by people wearing masks now, you're like, yay, good job. No, 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 no. <laughs> Normally they're masked. And well, it was this lady today. I was driving, I was going to the hardware store. I had to pick something up and I was on my way there and I got up behind this Volkswagen. It had a big Biden Harris sticker on the back of the back of the window. And like, I got up right alongside of them and I was like staring at them. And like, they finally looked over, you know, through their masks and they had like, I don't know, three or four masks on each. And I like looked at them, I was like, yeah. Basically, what Mickey said was, um, you know, nice mask. <laughs> yeah. No, we're no, like they're the heroes. Good, yeah. Good job. They're well, the heroes. No, like yeah. every, everybody, oh, yeah. everybody on Earth right now has has a purpose, right? We all have a reason for being here in this in this end times. Like we all have a role. We're all yeah. a cog in God's machine. So maybe their role, maybe their purpose, is to be that NPC, to be that mask boosted person so instead of getting to angry help wake with them, other people up instead of getting angry with them look at them more of like in a heroic role like hey you are my hero but that is not why i did it i did it because yeah you were being whole, facetious the but... whole back window of my truck is covered in trump paraphernalia and then i floored it and went by him in their fucking little electric car and it said nothing but trump and i could see their as, hands as he go up in the air you know spewed yeah, diesel fumes on them and, or whatever, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's killing the earth at the same time. You know, there are um, 
this is my perception of like you know listening to shows shows like your shows and just having like the confidence to be like yeah no this is bullshit um and there's enough people that i'm in agreement with maybe they're not my coworkers or my friends in town here that i see on a daily basis but there are others out there who see beyond this and i was always that guy out in my you know, in the flesh, in my real life, I was always that guy at work or with friends or with whatever. And in 20, this year, like the thing I'm noticing in 2022 already is I don't have to, I just have to stand back and um, not even say, I told you so. I'm silent. I'm just, my existence is a rebellion against all of this. And I can just stand there and have my being be a rebellion against this and i find myself not talking about it not being aggressive and just observing the lukewarm people start to wake up and they're turning to me and i'm not even like so it's even beyond like i'm almost disengaging and stepping back and waiting for i i feel there's a big wave of awakening Ha- like about to happen this winter but I, I, I i'm not I, stoked I, about it. in the moment i'm not stoked about it because this is not going to be pretty no i i it think it makes people depressed it makes people paranoid and it's like but i'm just trying to disengage and be like like give them space to be like hey i'm here if you want to talk about the stuff you call called me crazy for but i'm not like stoked to be like ha ha I, like I'm like I really hope these facts. I, 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 I don't want to. I, I don't want to be that guy either. I don't want to be the. I told you so. You know. I yeah. don't want to sit there and go. I told you so. No. And, but- and I'm not hating on you. I would totally troll like a true NPC. I'm talking about the lukewarm people in my life. Who yeah, no, have we got it. My, yeah, no, you know I, I know I'm, exactly who you're talking about. But what I was yeah. going to say is, I, I I hate when people say awakening it's not going to be an awakening i agree with a couple different people on this one and i think it's definitely going to be a national divorce and there because we're getting to i always look at life and everything else and i've had uh plenty of time to look at it this way in different scenarios and situations that god has put me in but I've always looked at it like a, a, a steeping. It always kind of moves along. One gets bigger, 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 rises, rises, rises. And eventually we're, we're, we're at that point right now where enough people, um, A, you have enough people that are A, done with it. Um, you can just look at it in the moves. Uh, like we did a whole thing about uh, the, uh, what was it, American or uh, moving van lines. I forget what the name of it was. You huh? Uh, U-Haul was the big one, but no, there's another one. I talked about a report that I read. Oh yeah, that was only Dominion Dominion Auto Moving Van Lines or something like that. And they were that talking- was Atlas, Atlas Moving Or Atlas, yeah. Atlas, that's what it was. And we were talking about the top states that people were moving from. And it was uh, New York, California, Connecticut, New Jersey. Texas, Illinois. I'm not, no, sorry. Um, no, Illinois. Illinois um, and they're moving to Texas. And they're moving south. They're all going Texas, to Texas, Texas, Florida, Florida uh, Georgia. Tennessee, they're going Alabama. to the red states. Yep. And it was just this massive, like people, massive people that are just moving out of the north going south. And it became like a question about, well, 
what are you doing so well in these northern states? Well, first of all, they're all Democratic run. I think every state I listed there is Democrat run. Um, but what are, I was like, what, are you, what is going on up there that's so great that you all are running south? Well, obviously, they're not doing anything good, A. And B, um, the wokeness and all of the COVID scare and the fear of COVID and everything else, that's why you see all these politicians who run to Florida and they're not wearing masks. And get um, COVID. And get COVID, of all things. That's just crazy. AOC also, by a the way. AOC just case, tested positive for COVID today and she, you know, just got... Back um, from Florida. So yeah, just came back. And of course, DeSantis. she was all... she. She got called out because she was dancing in Miami, mask Miami maskless, as she's talking about, you know, putting in vaccine mandates for children in her own district. Yeah. So, so but my thing is like, it's going to be a national divorce. There's enough people that have left the North, left California, moved to red states, and I think we're getting to that steeping where. It, it's about to boil over. Like we're about to have this and, and everybody's like, well, you're referring to violence. No, I'm not. I'm not referring to violence. What I'm referring to is eventually what's just going to happen is, you know, the Southern states, you're, you got to remember in our Republic, the way our Republic is set up, states have more power than the federal government. And it's eventually going to come down to the states just saying, Hey, you know what? Oh, you guys want to do that? Fuck you. Watch this. Hold my beer. We're going to do this. And that eventually will happen. Um, I, and I think that an awakening is uh, maybe one way to look at it, but I think it's more, we've got a lot of people that are finally getting to their boiling point where maybe yeah. for you and I, it happened a long time ago when we saw stuff already taking place. These people were able to deal with it just a little bit longer than we were. And now they're waking up or well, not waking up, but now they're getting pissed off as well. And these are the people that like, uh, I've always been considered a hothead, but where VLAN has been more considered the more level-headed, oh, I'll talk to her, I won't talk to you. <laughs> Which well, is so stupid because now, that's so not the way it should now be. Now it's not gonna be that way anymore at all. She's gonna be just like me. And now it, it's, oh wait, you guys aren't conspiracy theorists. Oh, you guys aren't crazy. I, I don't know how many people have emailed us and said, hey, you know, you guys aren't wrong. And but, I can't yeah. talk about you at work, but you're not wrong. I, I have to say though, babe, I think you're looking at it on the wrong plane as far as the awakening goes, because I'm, and I'm, I'm right there with you with the national divorce. Like, I think this country is going to split up. I don't think there's any other choice. Like we have irreconcilable differences. There's, there's yeah. Mom and dad just can't, yeah, get along we can't get along anymore. Right. Sorry, kids, you're out the door. Um, but the awakening is more on a spiritual level than on the physical plane. You know, the awakening is where we've seen so many people come back to God or come to God for the first time. And I don't mean to church. I don't mean that people are, you know, filling up the churches or flocking to find a new pastor. I mean, people are actually coming back to God. They are finding God. They are realizing that there is something greater. There is something more than all of us, that there is something bigger happening here that we have no control over and we're just along for the ride. That is the awakening. Yeah. I, I yeah, guess the, it's- the white, the white pill thing. That's the white pill. Yeah. The white pill is under is is realizing that there is there is a God, there is something greater than you, than all of us, that there is a plan and it's not man's plan and we're just all along for the ride. So hang on to your seatbelt because it's going to be a bumpy one. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the the it's just it's it's just funny because um, you know even out here in Colorado, like one of I have 
close friends who in the beginning of COVID, they went from like, wash your hands in my house, like put a mask on, like, why aren't you what like aggressive? And when I talk to them today, they're like, they're like, my mom, she, my friend was like, my mom's in her seventies and she got COVID and she was fine. Like, what the fuck? Why are people worried about this? But literally I didn't expect them to ever get out get of that. that. Yeah. And at this point, it's not like, ha, like we said, it's not like, ha ha, I told you so. It's like, I'm just, I'm almost like pretending that I care about COVID just to like relate with them as, cause I can just see it's inevitable. The, oh, the um there the awakening is inevitable and it's gonna it's like a house of cards thing and when even when we're talking about this national divorce like the pluto return of the u.s that could look like that that's the that is what changes about the u.s it, when, when we're out on the other side of it it's not the same u.s that it was it, it doesn't remember March folks fifth it does i'm just saying that day it i don't know why but march 5th has been popping into my head for a week now that, that's super that's a big the new moon in pisces is happening right around then um it's yeah early march like i said i i think it's rock bottom in early march and it's gonna lead to april it's crawling out of rock bottom to kind of like a white pill april in a way maybe not a full white pill but at least some type of like um this is hope. this is one of the a little hopium that, uh, uh, Easter actually falls in April. Interesting. What and that, that was Trump one other thing about over by Easter. astrology and uh, Christianity that I wanted to mention is like, like I said, I was raised Catholic and I always was like, why is, why is Christmas on December 25th and Easter changes every year? Well, it's because Easter is based on the Jewish calendar, which is based on Correct. the moon. Correct. So the moon literally determines Easter. So that's, that's astrology <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's and Easter, like the, the, the Chris, the crucifixion and the story of Jesus is very profound, but like Easter is a seasonal thing. There's, and, there's and identifiable, identifiable markers too, if I remember correctly. And I, um, don't quote me on this, but there are identifiable markers in the sky predicting uh well the resurrection not necessarily his death but we know his death was three days before that mm -hmm. and the identifiable uh, identifiable markers I, I honestly i can't remember what they are but they're in the sky at the time of the resurrection and it was recorded within the bible i'd actually have to go back and read it i sorry i don't have it memorized but there is things that they talked about there, there is, what are you talking about? I, I know Catholics aren't Bible. supposed to read the Bible, um, but there are things that they talk about within the Bible, things, celestial beings, and we're in the sky, celestial bodies that they, they specifically refer to in the Bible. And, uh, at the time of his death and at the time of resurrection. And one of the big things that they couldn't, uh, if I remember correctly, and, I'm, and this goes back to the council of Nicaea was whether they kept Easter on the Jewish calendar or put it on the uh, Roman Gregorian calendar. And it turned out that uh, the council of Nicaea decided, no, we'll just keep it with the Jewish calendar, which was the only one of all of the dates that are in Catholicism never changed over to the Roman Gregorian, uh, never changed over and all the others did so like it was like christmas should be celebrated december 21st 
because yeah. it happened December 21st. So mm. it should be celebrated de December 21st. However, we celebrate it December 25th. Because we were trying to bring the Romans over and that was Actually, their... no, we were trying to bring the pagans the over. The pagans over, but that is Saturnalia. Correct. And that's why Saturn. we kept it as... Also astrology. The 25th. And, and that time of year is Capricorn season, which is ruled by... The winter months are ruled by Saturn too. So that's, I mean, Capricorn is every sign has a, a planetary ruler, and Capricorn and Aquarius are the two cold months of the year. So they're ruled by Saturn, the cold old man. And then the two hottest months of the year, which is Cancer and Leo, are ruled by the luminaries. Cancer's ruled by the moon, Leo's ruled by the sun. So, I mean, the look, everything is. This whole thing, including our religions, is based on seasons. So, like, like I said, one of the one of the ancient languages. And if you can speak yeah. it, you can listen to it, and you can hear it. You can do something that not a whole lot of people can do. Um, it, it, it's one thing to call somebody a conspiracy theorist because they believe in just some whacked out crazy. Oh well, the aliens came down to abduct me. No. It's a whole other thing to be able- You mean like there's a global cabal of evil satanic people who drink dr babies' blood and is trying to kill 90% of the world's population? I'm waiting for you to tell me something that's not true. Oh, sorry. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> um, like I was saying, but to be able to speak a language which hasn't been spoken, everybody's so quick to label you right off the bat, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, when in actuality, you're not. You're just, you're actually just bilingual. You can speak two different languages and to be able to speak both those languages <laughs> makes you a different person altogether. Yeah, totally. And la language is, is totally a good way to look at it. And it's, I mean, things do get lost in translation a lot, but um, it's- That's true everywhere. Yeah, but- it's and and even it, when you were talking about um, the book of Eli movie and like the Bible and like just caring like the story of how astrology survived is pretty crazy too because it went into the Ara Arabic world and it was all in Arabic and because they were used and they were using astrology in like a a different way and one of the early astral like astrological magical texts was um the picatrix and that was like from arabia so like it didn't hit the western civilization into translations and stuff until like the renaissance and then look what happened during the renaissance like you know things change when this stuff is revived but you can't it's just like the journey of these texts you know and through through the censorship and like the burning of books or just like having places like the vatican hoard these texts and keep them away you know but um it's pretty hard to contain and then it's it's also it changes you when you start uh interacting with them and it gives you a way different perspective and and like i said i don't i'm not offended if you're like astrology is bullshit i'm like yeah i mean it might be like it doesn't matter to me. And, and, and even when you go, you were talking about the reading it in a newspaper that sells you on the idea that you're one of these 12 things and that it's this one of 12 is just you. And this is what's going to happen to you. When in reality, when you're reading a birth chart, it's the whole wheel. Everybody is all 12 signs. So like in your case, your son is in Sagittarius, but you still have a chart that is everything. Cause the chart is meant to be all encompassing 
360 degree total big picture thing. But if you have the sun in Sagittarius, that is important. You're going to, according to that, the symbolism of Sag is more applicable to you. But tech, but when people are like, I'm this, I'm that, I'm like, no, we're all, we're all everything. But the, the chart just shows what's more highlighted or what's clashing with what, or what's flowing with what. Um, so yeah, it's, there's, there is a, it's one of those weird things where I'm like, I, I don't care to defend astrology and I definitely am not like an evangelist with it. And I, I'm almost like secretive about, I'm secretive about my podcast in general. Cause it's like, there's my normie world and then my like alternative internet friend world in life. And I do keep them separate. Um, but yeah, I'm usually not trying to like convert or, pitch or i'm not offended if you're if people are like astrology is bullshit because sometimes i think it's bullshit sometimes i think it's bad or evil or the occult or the devil like i think that sometimes right now i'm just still with it and and so it's an ever-evolving like practice to do it but the longer you do it the more you understand it and the more you're like oh that's why the ancients you know made this that's that's you're just gradually unlocking these um, symbols and it, it teaches you. And the best part for me about doing it is like helping other people and, 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 and just die, just kind of going through the script for me. Like, okay, this year, next month, look out for this next year, look out for this. Then you hear back from them and they're like, thank God you told me that that was like a, you know, it's like a, a cheat code in a way to like have an edge. And like I said, the main thing is like the stoicism of it that, uh, yeah, bad stuff's going to happen to you. Get used to it. So, folks, right here, perfect example, Coastal, Mar Coastal Marsh Customs right here. Here it is. Perfect example. This is the type of work they do. Let's go, Brandon. This is our sign. This is what we got made by them. Uh, got some other stuff coming, too, as well. Trying to get them a, to do me a defiant sign as well, where it just says defiant and kind of the same lettering and the same type uh, background uh, with a burnt wood look. You can go any wood, wood look you want. Uh, you can go mahogany. You can go with whatever wood you want. If you can think of the type of wood you want to see it on, you've got a picture of what you've got send it to him uh the guy is amazing coastalmarshcustoms at gmail.com send it use promo code defiant you're going to save up to 17 percent on your order this is all custom woodworking done right here in america sent directly to your door it is a veteran owned veteran operated company one of my favorite pieces right here just because it was a let's go brandon piece and i just thought it was hysterical and uh Vlin loves it too we gotta we're gonna put some lacquer on it to make it a little bit more def uh clear but i'm telling you right now this one's a, a killer we one of the things we, we just saw him last night we hung out with him at a Christmas party. One, one of the few great things I love about this company, we, I just love the way that they can, if you can think of it, they can do it. So again, reach out Coastal Marsh Customs, Inc., uh, Coastal Marsh Customs at gmail.com and use promo code Defiant. It's going to save you up to 17% on your order. And even VLAN's got some stuff coming too. She asked for some stuff last night. So I'm kind of looking forward to see what he does with the stuff that VLAN asked for because she's never easy to please. <laughs> So, and don't forget, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, let's go, Brandon. Like, 
It, one of the things I, that I was always made me giggle too uh, was uh, my grandfather. I think told me this years and years and years and years ago. He said uh, some of the best astrologers out there are uh, former sailors, and he's not talking about yeah. uh, sailors like uh, what we think a sailor is. Somebody who's got a navigational compass and all this other computers. You know, we're I'm talking. He's he was talking about like uh, pirates. He was talking about. Uh, the Old school sailors that, that use sextons and navigated exactly. by the stars. And uh, it was crazy because he said that a lot of sailors, you know, uh, a lot of sailors had a lot of the beliefs that um, are are still around today. Of course, I didn't believe them at the time. And then when I really got into some of this other stuff, just upon doing research, you find out that a lot of sailors also believe the same thing that pilots believe that, yeah, the, the earth is flat. I fly a straight line from one, one, one location to another. Sailors believe it too. Um, I was completely blown away when I heard that. I was like, Sailor, sailors believe it? Yeah, oh yeah. Captains, actual sea captains will tell you that, well, not today's, but the old world sea captains used to talk about it all the time. No, the earth is flat. There's no rounded area on the earth. You go from here to there. But they were also some of the best astrologers out there because when you're out there in the ocean, the only thing you're navigating by is the stars. You eventually yeah. start to ask those questions. Why are these stars in alignment tonight? What does this mean? And eventually, yeah. apparently you get into it and you can call it out from just sitting underneath the stars. Oh, see this? Oh, that's, we're in Aquarius. Oh, no, we're in Sagittarius. Uh, no, we're, you know, wherever we're at, they could tell you. And it, it's it, it's nutty to me to think about that, but I guess when you're out there in the ocean by yourself with nothing but a bunch of dudes, um, and they really didn't let women sail back then, um, yeah, that's I can they see they were you start luck. looking at other things to make sure that, hey, yeah, I'm still straight and I'm not coming back, you know, with a bunch of couples. Either way, we've already kept you for like well over the time that you <laughs> promised us. I it mean, was literally, awesome, though. We could keep talking to you about yeah, this. Yeah, we could do this all night, but. We're definitely going to have to bring you back. But uh, where can people find your podcast? Where can people find you if they wanted to ask you a question or maybe wanted a reading or said, hey, what does my birth date mean? Um, where, where can they do that at? Yeah, so um, my website is CosmicKeysPodcast.com. I am launching um, a wall calendar. Uh, like I said, I, I do art and stuff, so I made these. Like a lot of the a, a lot of astrology wall calendars have really cheesy artwork on them, like cringe to the max. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but like, um, I've seen them in the past um, and basically made my own because I was sick of like the cheesy, like I want to be able to hang a, a, a wall calendar that will have just like a normal, you know, like wall calendar with the dates laid out. This will have every astrological aspect of each day printed on it and the moon phases and stuff. With So um, I, I, it's kind of been a big project. I've wanted to make it for a while. I'm, it still has not been printed, but on my website, there is a pre-order. If you go to cosmickeyspodcast.com slash calendar, it will be printed and shipped out late January. I'm a little late for a calendar launch, but like I said, I, I almost renounced astrology this fall, but I, I did want to push through and make it. So um, that's available on my website. And then you can, you can also book a reading with me on my website. Um, it's in the reading section and my podcast is just the cosmic keys podcast. And it's, um, 
available on all the standard platforms. So that's about it. Thanks for having me, guys. This was a fun hangout. For yeah, this sure. was great. And it was cool because like like we were talking about, we met in person and that that was like that party was no no huge deal. It was just a little get together, but it was special because it was like it was cool to meet you guys. And then I started listening to your show after and there's other people that were there that. Yeah, well, you know, I still want oh, to yeah. hear the audio from that. That like little yeah. What happened to that? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't think legit Matt ever put that out. I'll have to ask Joe about that. But yeah, we met so many cool people that night, and it's funny about that night because um, Mick wanted to uh, after like we were there for like an hour, and he's like, "Hey, you ready to go?" And I was like, "No, I'm still talking to people. Like, hold your horses. We're we're about to sit down and record. Calm down. We're not going anywhere." And we ended up being there. I think like yeah, about two, hour, two hours yeah, two later hours than later, everyone yeah. else. Like we didn't leave there. Chris Until almost Chris went in the to bed. And we were still there hanging out with Corey. Yeah, so. we were talking to Corey because, man, uh, when we yeah, we that's started, when we got the JFK we thing done. Chit chatting about JFK. That was it. I was. I, I you was get Corey there. going on JFK, and you're there for hours, and it was amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong, we were we were right there with him, but um, no, well, no, yeah, he so knew a that lot was, of the same. That we, was a great party. We knew a lot of the same information. It was just nuts that like. Out of the blue, he's just like, well, what do you think about JFK? I was just like, well, you'd never believe me if I told you. He's like, try me. I was just like, well, uh, he definitely wasn't shot by one guy. And he's like, finally, somebody else. And I was just like, what do you mean? He's, and then we started just going back and forth on different stuff we had found. And he has, uh, man, he's gone way de uh, deeper into it than I ever imagined anybody could. I mean, he has pieces of the car, uh, the seat where JFK was shot with his blood on it. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, he, he was- has, He personally has- yeah, we saw, saw it. We saw. I actually held it in my hand. Oh, yeah, and it's all it's all uh, authenticated, notarized, the whole bit. And I was like, "Holy fuck, dude!" That's. Uh, I was like, one thing. Like we had him on on November twenty second uh, this year. This for past almost year. five hours. Yeah, it was a uh, well. I, think so, I listened. I listened to a good amount of that. Yeah, I, like four hours looked, and yeah. three minutes. And four hours and forty minutes. And we were sitting there, and uh, he, I I told him at the end of that podcast, I was like, dude. Whatever you do, you have to write your book because it count. There is so much information he has. He ties up so many loose ends. He puts so many different things together that, like, I, I was just, uh, I was amazed. I was like, "Holy crap, dude!" Please. But yeah, that was that was you know we had so much come out of that great party, and it's just like you said, it wasn't a big planned event. In fact, we were joking because we go to these, you know, we go to the we go to these events on well we say we cross over between news and conspiracy, right? We used to be conspiracy until they all came true. And then we just had to do the news because it's more, yeah. more interesting anyway. Um, but uh, that, you know, we, we go to the podcasts on or events on what we consider the news side and everything is so like organized to a T and, you know, every, everyone. So, and, and don't, I mean, they're lovely people. Don't get me wrong, but it's very, you know, very business-like Christian conservative, you know, all, all the time. There's, there is no conspiracy. There is no, um, it's very serious and yeah. the people are amazing. You know, lots of like-minded conservative patriots. It's amazing. But I wouldn't necessarily qual qualify it as fun, you know. It's it's not always fun. Like I said, very businesslike. Yes, and you know, we went out to Colorado, or and we've been to other, uh, well, get-togethers on the conspiracy side. I wouldn't really call them events because they're not planned out like the other events. But you know, and and like we're going, we went to Denver for four days, and everyone's like, "Well, what do you have planned?" And we're like, 
we have no idea. We, we, like, just we'll out here. figure it out when we get there. We're going to hang out, have a good time. Yeah, pretty much, you know? And like, you know, so, I mean, they were like, hey, you want to go to this party? Sure. Sounds like fun. What else are we doing? Awesome. Um, but that's, you know, that's where we meet. That's where you meet the best people and you get to sit, actually sit down and have one-on-one or, you know, 10 on 10 conversations with people where we all, not that we all think the same, but we all respect each other. Even though we don't know each other, we respect each other's minds and we, you know, we can either, we can debate theories or expound on them, or, you know, you might bring up something that I would never even thought of. Um, and, and yet it sparks something in my head that makes me go down a totally different rabbit hole. That's the fun part of hanging out with other conspiracy theorists, you know, cause those rabbit holes just get deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, I, I love rabbit holes, by the way, though. That's, that's my, yeah. my fun part is, is the conspiracy side. So and I, I like invited myself to that party. I was like, like I, you guys, were like, oh, I just kind of showed up. I was like, because Lindsay from Rogue Ways told me about it, and she didn't even go. But I was like, I was like, hey, did you hear about the party? And I live like two hours away, but I was, I just really wanted to freaking hang out, and um, so I was happy that I got kind of self invited. Or, it was it was just funny because I, I really want I was like really overly excited to go and like excited to connect. Um, and then it, it was just pretty low key and it was just nice. But then, you know, we I reconnected with other people that I met there and we've done shows and stuff. And um, I want more of that. So yes. I don't know. I need to start organizing or traveling or something. But it was super cool and it's super fun. Yes, we need to where where we do the uh, you know these these big COVID events and reawaken America and reopen America events. No, we just need to have a series of conspiracy parties where we all sit down and do dabs and talk conspiracy. That'd be a lot more fun. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe I hope I would love to hear that recording though because I I think he said the audio was kind of messed up, but. Uh, who cares? We had like there was, was such a so great many yeah there were so many topics except that, that Mick wouldn't let Corey talk at all like I don't know if you if you noticed that but Corey really annoyed Mick and so every time he opened his mouth Mick just shut him down. I yeah I remember there was a lot of like slapstick and shit talking and yeah, there jokes. Was. Well, they were supposed to be. We're, I mean, that's we were kind of lit at that point. Yeah, <laughs> we're. But I wish I would have stayed late night like you guys did. But I just had to drive back to yeah. the mountain because I don't live in Denver proper, but uh, it was worth worth the drive for sure. Well, fun times. We'll have to do it again sometime. So we have uh, our partners out in Denver. So yeah. You know, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, Dan, this has been amazing. I'm so glad you came on. This is so much fun. Yeah. I had a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Great work. Cause I do listen to your show now. Well, awesome. Glad <laughs> to hear it. And we're back now because we took a 10 day hiatus, Hiatus, a little vacation and moved into a new house. And um, yeah, it's been a little crazy. I got a puppy yesterday. So, hey, fun times. So I'm very excited about my puppy. (laughs) It'll happen. Yeah. All right. We appreciate having you on, sir. Uh, Have a great night and uh, we'll we'll get you back on sooner or later. We'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, I'm down. All right. All right. Sweet. Take care. Thanks, Dan. Bye. 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 All right. So uh, that was uh, 
our friend Dan, uh, again from Com Cosmic, Cosmic Keys. Keys podcast. So yes. go check out Cosmic Keys. Yeah, go to cosmickeyspodcast.com. Um, check out his podcast on all the audio uh, website, all the audio places that you normally listen to your podcast. Look up the Cosmic Keys podcast. Uh, he's always got great info, great guests. Um, it's a good listen. And uh, obviously go listen and see if you can, you know, you might want to get a reading. You might want to get, uh, I don't know, um, you, you, go get the calendar. I mean, yeah. I, got, I think we got, we had one, it was like cats or something like that. He's absolutely right. All the calendars that they do for that stuff is gay. It really is very generic and very <laughs> stupid. We had like, like I said, we had cats. It was weird. Um, no, I think we had suns, like those funny, I, funky sun faces. Yeah. Those cheesy sun faces. I, that, I said that they were the, the devil pictures. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, either way, <laughs> folks, uh, been a long way tonight, but uh, we, were, we weren't planning on that, uh, by no, the way. That's all good. It, hey, it happens, though. When you get a good guest on. That's it. it. When you get you a good conversation, chat, it just doesn't, you know, you we just, just keep going. It. So, so uh, y'all know us. We're not afraid to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Especially her. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Either way, have a, uh, a great night. We will be back uh, with a news podcast. Uh, we were supposed to do one tonight. Don't think it's going to happen. So we'll probably be back Tuesday night with a news yeah, podcast. Yeah, Tuesday with a news podcast. I think that's. What else do we have coming up Tuesday? Do we have anything else on Tuesday? Hmm. I, you know, I, I think we have a news pad, podcast scheduled for Tuesday. Let us see. Uh, yeah. yeah. News, news podcast on Tuesday. What do you know? Amazing. So we're going to uh, close out. We'll do the news that day and uh, we're going to move that off from tonight. Uh, I apologize, but we had, a, we had to do this one. And yeah, now this is fun. He uh, definitely. Uh, Especially because he was supposed to come on like the first day that we moved in and our whole studio was shot and we had no yeah. computers and no audio and he was gracious enough to reschedule with us. So this worked out. So uh, either way, uh, again, like, share, subscribe. And of yes, course- We're so bad at that. We're supposed to do that at the beginning of the show. Well, you didn't remember Damn it. Damn it. I didn't remember it. So okay. maybe we can like dub, we can cut a little piece and just put right in the beginning. Hey, like, like share, share, subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> and then boom, it <laughs> right goes into the, the opening. What do you know? So either way, folks, <laughs> uh, have a great night and uh, we will talk to you later. For the Mick and yeah, V well, Lynn. Whatever. Thanks you for listening. You can close this one out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not going to take it. <laughs> not going to take it. Neither am I. All right, good night, folks.